this is your announcer Chuck Landington, welcoming you to the Metal Injection Livecast. Everyone's been talking about Mark Zuckerberg testifying before Congress this week. But I don't care about any of that. I'm demanding Congress force Robert Past Bonnie of Metal Injection to come in and explain what the hell happened to the babe of the day. American needs answers. And now, here's the Metal Injection Livecast. A good thing is Rob looks slightly less like an alien robot. Hey, hey now. I figured Chuck Blandington being a robot would sympathize with Mark Zuckerberg. He sounds more human than Mark Zuckerberg does. (laughs) Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Metal Injection Livecast. It's Rob. Robot Rob. Episode 358. What's up? That's not what it is. 359. I'm always one behind. 340. 100 behind. You're 100 behind. Four, right. Oh, yeah. Whoops. <laughs> 458. That's right. Or is it really 450? Isn't it 457? What was last week? Okay. So I'm wrong, too, but not by 100. Fair. Maybe when we get to episode 500, we'll know what we're doing. Maybe. Welcome to the live cast. It's Rob. That's Noah. Hi. Sid. What happened to the alliteration? No, we I stopped know. that last week. Oh. Darren. We, I had- and we have a very special guest here, Alex. Hello. Hello, Alex. <laughs> Alex is the producer of Busted Open Radio on Sirius XM Rush. Channel 93. Channel 93, yeah. 9 a.m. to noon Eastern every day. It's a daily wrestling talk show. Alex is living the dream. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I was actually talking to Dave, the host of the show, the other day. We were waiting for our flight back from New Orleans from WrestleMania, and we were sitting there and we were going, I think him and I are the only two people in America who have a full-time job talking about wrestling. Because a lot of these other guys, they have all these other gigs, I do other things, they appear in other places, Mm -hmm. but him and I talk and produce wrestling content every day on a full-time basis, and that's pretty pretty humbling. It's a cool thing, living the dream, you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely, and you get to fly out to WrestleMania, you got the Summer Slams, and you get to hang out with... uh, Wrestlers come to you, come hang out with you. Yeah. Like, not just WWE wrestlers, like... A lot of them. Hanging out with Tanahashi, I saw. Yeah. That was last summer. They were here for uh, War of the Worlds, the ROH show that they... The tour that they do every summer. Uh, They were at Hammerstein. Tanahashi came in studio, spoke some broken English to us. It was pretty cool. Yeah. It was kind of surreal being around a guy like that. He's a legend. What was the most starstruck you ever got during the show? (sighs) Starstruck I got during the show... I mean, that was kind of crazy just because he's like one of the, like, you think, oh my God, we're never going to meet like guys like that, you know, like literal Japanese wrestling legends. So that was kind of like, whoa, that was really, really cool. I would say that was probably the most starstruck. The WWE guys are so personable that you don't really get starstruck around them. Yeah. And I haven't met anyone like The Undertaker or anything like that, so... Mm -hmm. Why, is The Undertaker, like, not a personable guy? No, just, like, he does so little media or, like, anything at all ever that, like, seeing him is, like... Whoa. Whoa. You know what I mean? Really preserves his character when Absolutely. he's not wrestling, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you could be a part of the show. Give us a call anytime. 213-943-3688. That's 213-WIDE-NUT. That's right. If it's hard to hard to remember, all I got to do is dial 213-WIDE-NUT. We already got a call. Let's take a, pick this one up really quick. Area code 734, you're on the live cast. Hey, guys. It's Kyle. What's up, Kyle? Hey, uh, nothing much. I was hoping that I could listen on the phone, and I also had a quick question. Um, uh, I want to thank you guys for turning me on to Faith No More, 
And uh, what I'm listening to so far is the stuck stuff with uh, Chuck Mosley. And uh, I was wondering, because I've heard you guys like sing the praises of, uh, what's his name, Mike Patton. So I was wondering like what albums you would recommend. Uh, All of them? Yeah. <laughs> There's not a bad one. Yeah. But uh, I, I kind of... Uh... Like uh, we care a lot is kind of my uh, my favorite. Well, that's the Chuck Mosley. I know, which I was gonna say is really? the Chuck Mosley one. But I love all the patent stuff. I just like the Angel sillier. Dust, introduce yourself. Yeah, introduce yourself is is great too. Hmm. Uh, um, but isn't that also Chuck Mosley? Yeah, I think yeah, that is. yeah. I what's think it, actually introduce yourself. That's what I'm on right now, and it's an awesome. Album. Yeah, introduce yourself is the one I played the most. Uh, but the, the Mike Patton stuff is it's, it's yeah. next level. Rob, Rob's a big fan of the again. What Sharon, really displays uh, Mike Patton's voice? Van Halen. Like, yeah, really I'm, I'm right. more of a Tony Martin Black Sabbath era <laughs> kind of guy. It's just no. his thing, you know. Sorry, what, what, Kyle. What was that last thing you said? Uh, oh my god! I, I read something a, a long time ago uh, <laughs> that said that Mike Patton was like the the top singer in all of like rock and roll music. So Rob's I, the top. I was wondering like yeah. what album really displays his range. Uh, all besides Rob. Well, uh, I feel like the real thing is like their big album. No, is, is that the that one also? with Epic? Yes. Yeah, that's like their big. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good entry hit. point if you want. Yeah, if you it's want. Accessible. Just do it yeah. in order. Just uh, Yeah, go in order. Yeah. They're all great. There's they no really rule that are. says you only okay. have to listen to one mic. Okay, Patton. I totally will. Okay. <laughs> binge it. Do and people you... do that with music? I know people binge TV shows. Do people binge bands? When I found out about bands, I usually I do for I the right band. More than binging, I'll find one album I really like and play that over and over more mm. than binging yeah. the whole. But now, is it like TV where you have to start with season one? Like, do you always start with the first record or do you just go for like the highest rated one, the most talked about one? Like, where do you, when you binge, what do you? What do you I do the with? latter. Yeah, I go and I look what's like the most critically acclaimed record because yeah. I want the best yeah. of the best. Yeah. I don't want to waste my time. And then because yeah, you could get stuck in like a three album cycle of just muck until it gets <laughs> yeah, really good, you know? Exactly. <laughs> well, also like, if you listen to the best one first, then you become a fan of the band, and then an album that you might not have liked, if you if that had been the first one you tried, you'll like because you know the nuances of the band. Like like the band Jawbreaker, I was, I'm a big mm. fan of. Mm-hmm. But the first album I listened to by them was their first album, Unfun, which is not a not, great album. Not, not wonderful. And then I just, I was like, oh, this band's overrated, I'm and I'm not into it. And it was like another five years before I tried again with the better album, and I'm like, oh, wait. This yeah. is actually great. So you went to 24-hour revenge there? Dear you. Later. Oh, dear you. And oh, then see, now hour. that's interesting because with Jawbreaker, a lot of like the hardcore Jawbreaker mm, fans yeah. hated Dear yeah. You because that was like their sellout moment yeah. where they tried to I didn't have that. that I, I, since I, they were already broken up when I right. got into them, so I didn't have any of that preconceived stuff gotcha. going on. I, I think it was because that was the one my college radio station had, and I was like, oh, yeah. this one looks... The production value on the packaging is better, so maybe it'll sound better. And sure enough, it did. It was a delight. Yeah, I had that thing with David Bowie a few years ago. Where it's like you know he has a twenty album discography, and it's like all right, I should like like him, and then I, <laughs> I should like him. I should yeah. like him. I like all these bands that cite him as a reference. I should should be into him. Now I'm really into him. I'm, yeah. I'm deep in. Good timing. Rob was yeah. a big fan of that Faith No More. Uh, I'm sorry, the Jawbreaker album that they did with Chuck Mosley. <laughs> <laughs> really good. <laughs> Just like the, the previous stuff, though. Come the on. demo. <laughs> Come on. So, Alex, you mentioned you were at WrestleMania weekend. You went to New Orleans. I when, was. When, when did you get in there? 
Uh, we showed up Thursday night. Yeah, we after we did the show Thursday morning, we flew in, got there around Thursday night, and uh, and then the festivities began. Okay. Uh, we went to this thing called Wale Mania. I don't know if you guys have heard about this event they what do every that? year. The okay. Rapper Wale? The Rapper Wale, yes, is a huge wrestling fan. Oh. Huh. And he teams up with this guy, Court Bauer, who uh, used to uh, write for WWE and now runs this company called MLW. Um, they're a wrestling league in Orlando. Okay. But are also responsible for all, a lot of your favorite wrestling podcasts, like mm-hmm. Something to Wrestle With with Bruce, with Bruce Pritchard, uh, the Tony Schiavone podcast, all of these really, really successful podcasts. So they do a live podcast uh, every year at the site of WrestleMania, and then afterwards Wale shows up and it turns into just like a club party crazy nice. thing. And uh, our guy, Mark Henry, was the uh, guest of honor uh, for the nice. podcast that night. So we went and hung out with him, and that was kind of like our first dip in in the WrestleMania season. And a bunch of wrestlers were there hanging oh, out. Oh, yeah. Too, Every right? year, like, like a ton of wrestlers come and hang out. It's like a yeah. big part. Like, Marty Skrull was there. Um, who else was there? Usually, like, Big E and, like, the New Day guys show yeah. up. So it's like mm-hmm. it's like a destination party night yeah, before yeah. things get kind of crazy over the weekend. They mentioned the Bruce Pritchard podcast, yes. which I love because, you know, there's a lot of, like, even outside of wrestling, there's all these podcasts where there's, like, a celebrity and then there's, like, a host, like, kind of walking the celebrity through the show. And that's one of them, but he's the only one I've ever heard where he seems to genuinely hate the person that he's doing the podcast with. <laughs> he will just, I, I know it's probably worse mostly, but I mean, like, he'll just ask him questions that he seems genuinely annoyed by the question a lot of the time. Like, I've only heard it a couple of times, but every time I've, I hear clips of that show, it's always like he's, what the fuck are you asking me that for? Like, what the fuck? <laughs> it's definitely a work, but also because the, the host does really good research, Conrad. Yeah, he's Thompson. good. Yeah. So He's good. He goes through all the backstage stuff, and he cites like Meltzer and right. like Wade Keller from uh, Pro Wrestling, um, Torch. whatever that one. Torch, yeah, yeah that's. And cool. so he cites Meltzer and Bruce Pitcher, Dave Meltzer, who is basically the, uh, depending on who you talk to, the most respected or the least respected right. wrestling writer. Most respected <laughs> by fans, I would say. Yeah, yeah. And least respected by wrestlers. By well, Bruce Pritchard. Older wrestlers. Well, fans <laughs> love him because he was really into what they deem right now to be like the cool stuff. Yeah. So that's why they, they kind of look at him as a guy. And plus, a lot of fans right now really want to know what's going on backstage and what's going on behind the scenes. And they want to know what's being planned and all this stuff. Whereas I kind of just like, I like to just like watch what happens and, and see what happens, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I don't like spoilers. I don't no. need to know who's winning. Yeah, same. But... But all the other stuff is kind of fun. But yeah, so right. it's still real to you. Right. Yeah. Well, when when uh, Conrad to Thompson me. cites Meltzer, saying like, "Well, Dave Meltzer said this is why this happened," mm-hmm. and then Bruce Bridger's like, "You're an idiot. That's wrong." <laughs> <laughs> so it's good. It's fun. It's a it's a very long podcast. But if you're a big wrestling fan, it's it's like really good. Is it longer than our podcast? Yeah. Some episodes yeah. are like four what? hours. <laughs> How often does it come out? Uh, every week they basically go Jesus. through either a pay-per-view or a year or a wrestler's career or like a moment or like a special night like the one yeah. I just listened to recently was all about the first draft that they ever did in like 2002 oh, right. right after they bought ECW and WCW and that was like three hours long yeah or like they did one on the Saturday night's main event with Hogan and Andre oh. like nice. talking about that and that was incredible like so they just really go through everything most I watched TV that. wrestling event ever Hogan yeah. and Andre oh. Saturday night's main event Six thirty-three million viewers, I think, or something like that. Will never happen again. It was never. like well, then the mega a third powers of the explode. Yeah. That was a pay-per-view, though, wasn't it? But I'm I'm thinking of when uh, Elizabeth had to be stretched off, and yeah, that was already right. past the peak, a little past. The okay. <clears throat> but yeah, so you were you were there, and mm-hmm. then you guys had a kickoff party. Yeah, so basically the way the the WrestleMania thing always goes is like Friday morning there's the big radio row event uh, at Access where all the media members come and interview the interview the stars, and then you kind of. 
do your thing, and if you're lucky, you'll get to go to hall, the Hall of Fame that you know that night. And then Saturday, we uh, our show usually does uh, kind of like a kickoff party. We pick like a bar, or, you know, a central location where everybody can come hang out. And this year was really special because both both of our hosts, um, co-hosts Mark Henry and Bully Ray, also known as Bubba Ray Dudley, mm-hmm. both went into the Hall of Fame this year. So yep. they showed up at the party the next day to a crowd of adoring fans waiting to see their first public appearance as Hall of Famers with their rings. Everybody got a picture with them. It was really really. Don't cool. be so bashful. Like they. <laughs> basically uh filled up the place and there were people outside waiting to get in yeah we had a we had a line we had to turn some people away it was pretty it was pretty bonkers a lot of them like staged over at the end into the crowd like it it, like it like turned into like an actual like like party like it was pretty wild yeah Yeah, and it was like right in new orleans which is oh yeah right down party town yeah there's a famous po' boy spot on poitras called mothers it was like at this bar right around the corner from there so it was very centrally located and yeah it was really really cool so now you mentioned the po' boys let's talk about food what kind of food was going on in New Orleans? What were some things? You okay, ate? so because I was working so much, I really didn't get a lot of time to producers in, to never indulge. eat on it, remotes. No, it's impossible. we just work. <laughs> yeah, you just work and run around like a crazy person. Um, but uh, the first night we got there, we went to this restaurant called Luke. Uh, which was just all seafood. So just like oysters, oh, wow. um, you know, uh, gumbos, uh, crazy, uh, gr- you know, um, grilled shrimps, like that kind of thing. And then basically, like, I didn't eat for two days. And then after everything was already over, uh, I went to that place I was telling you about, Mother's, and they have this crazy po' boy sandwich that's covered in yeah. gravy, including the bread. They just oh, kind of God. dip the whole thing in oh, gravy and then serve it to you. Uh, oh, it's, it has, like, ham and pork and all kinds of stuff on it. But then there's seafood options, too. But, yeah, that was... That was the highlight for me, was just getting a moment alone with my sandwich <laughs> after all the craziness was over. Sounds like a great moment alone. Yeah. And then you went to WrestleMania? And then I went to WrestleMania, yes. Uh, were you sitting anywhere after near... Uh, <laughs> anywhere Pole near... Boy is what I really want to hear about. No, really. I mean, that was kind of a highlight. Yeah. <laughs> anywhere near Minoru Suzuki for WrestleMania? No, I saw that all those Japanese, uh, the New Japan stars were there. Yeah. I'm assuming supporting Shinsuke Nakamura because he had his... A main event match yeah yeah, match yeah that's there, why they came out uh, which was really cool. cool yeah and i know some of them wrestled for ring of honor that weekend but no i was not anywhere near them i was all the way in the up in the rafters in the in the press box with all oh yeah other, yeah so know. see the press box like that's in a way it's kind of cool because you're in the press box of like a football stadium but you're also like way the fuck up there and you're watching on tv i'll give you right? the good and the bad yeah so the very good was that you were up in the press box with everyone. Your seats were taken care of, obviously, mm-hmm. and the entire thing was catered. So you were well-fed the entire time. Lots of desserts, oh. lots of yummy treats. Mm-hmm. But the opposite side was you were basically in the rafters. Like, you were, right. you were quite far away. Yeah, yeah. So that was a little bit of a negative. Mm-hmm. But you hear the commentary, though, right? That's yeah, because they, like the, <laughs> they have the screens there, too. Yeah, so like yeah. you can look down, and they have like screens kind of like floating above you, and then they have the commentary playing in the background. Right. Though everything was like a half-second delayed because of the, everything. Oh, like yeah. The sound takes so long to get to you, so. Right, right. Oh, I never yeah. thought about that. So that was kind of, it took a little while to get used to. And then any parties, any 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 hobnobbing with wrestlers or, or well, just Alex off went to the Hall of Fame. Oh, yeah, the Hall of Fame. I was at the Hall of Fame. Yeah, um, so like Dave went as Bubba's guest, uh, myself and Marissa, uh, the EP of the channel. We went as Mark's guest, so we were kind of sat on like that floor red carpet oh, area where oh wow said. so you were with all the wrestlers so we were with now? all the wrestlers everybody was coming in and walking by I, I saw pretty much everybody I was like I was two feet from Flake Flair and Charlotte Jim oh. Ross was right in front of me um, yeah it was it was pretty neat it was, pretty, it was a pretty crazy experience because you're just like 
you're there like for the Hall of Fame and then you're looking around and it's, it's packed and there's all these people and then all these stars come walking by you and you see all the ladies who are dressed all nice and then you see, like I said, you see Ric Flair walk by and all, it was just, it was, it was kind of surreal. You're like, actually. what am I doing here? Yeah, I was like, <laughs> I, and literally I was sitting in Mark Henry's like friends and family section sitting yeah. behind his son who was wearing the, the famous salmon colored jacket right, that, right. He wore, that Mark Henry wore when he famously faked his retirement against mm-hmm. John Cena. So that was kind of funny. They're you, the nicest people ever, by the way. Did you make it on TV? I don't think. I oh yeah. Oh, you're on there. Oh yeah. Oh, I, you, I, I, I haven't seen it myself, but I have been told I had a couple shots when they were, you know, panning to to the family mm-hmm. section. So mm-hmm. nice. You can we'll have to you, go back and rewatch. Yeah, you can see me. You can see me in my suit that is like dangerously too small for me because <laughs> I found out that I was going like two days before we left for the trip. I had to pull the suit out of the closet that hasn't been worn in like a year. Uh, Didn't uh, even try it on. Was just like, screw this. We'll see what happens. And then cut to me like Friday night getting uh, ready to leave and like sucking in so much I feed too many pull boys yeah <laughs> it was you know so it, guys if you're ever traveling somewhere and bring a suit try it on first you don't want to end up like me mm-hmm. or just do what Rob does at the Golden Gods just wear a tiny suit on purpose yeah have your that's belly right. hanging out that's right it's part of the look um, I did have a I did have to wear a suit recently and I had to get a new shirt and I didn't have a chance to try it on until the day of the wedding because I ordered it online. The shirt? The shirt. Okay. The button down. And it was too small and it was basically like the buttons were like popping out almost. So the whole (laughs) wedding, I had to basically be walking around with my jacket buttoned. Otherwise, That's why you had such a straight posture. You were holding it in. (laughs) Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm. Those spanks. <laughs> You're. Uh, <laughs> I was gonna say, did you just go without a shirt, just wear the suit jacket, and like? With your, no, no, I wore the you shirt. Have, you should have cut off the bottom half of the shirt. <laughs> just wore it like a bib, so it shows like in the top, like where the. Where were you when I was in trouble? And then just stay buttoned up the whole time. Nobody will know. I mean, I did stay buttoned up the whole time. Yeah. That's, so then so you you're saying I could have just cut it off. The relief of an exposed belly if no one was going to see well, it Well, anyway. it was exposed anyway because the button wasn't holding. So then you should have just unbuttoned at least. Yeah. No, oh, it was okay, unbuttoned. Okay, that's, that's what that's, I'm saying. That's yeah, fine. But then. I didn't want to... <laughs> It's like a very extreme, like uh, you know, kind of like version of when news, like newscasters on yeah. TV, just like wear the suit top and no yeah. like boxers and shorts underneath. And yeah, oh, exactly. I would totally. I, I'm I'm very pro sweatpants. Anytime you could wear sweatpants, I'm all about it. Mm. I'm wearing jeans today, though, out of respect. Yeah, we had a guest in the studio. <laughs> we're all dressed up. You, you could oh, have, yeah. you could have worn the sweatpants if you wanted. I take no offense to that. I'm all about comfort. Next wedding, wear sweatpants under your suit pants. <laughs> Well, there's like some uh, startup that makes suits out of like sweatpant material. Mm. It's like a sweatpant. It's like suit. jeggings. That's and uh, wait, so you, so I see you weird. in this suit. I have no idea that you're wearing a non, not really a suit. Uh, from the looks of it, yeah, it's passable. It's passable. Okay, but uh, when I see it, <laughs> that'd be great. How much yeah. is it? It was like a hundred and something bucks. You should get that. I mean, even if it. Doesn't really fool anyone. That's a small enough price that it's worth it to find out. And then you just it's no. kitschy. Have that. Also, no? you can yeah. wear that on purpose for as a joke. Yeah, too. that could be for the next Golden Gods. <laughs> can you imagine how impressed your mom will be if she sees you wearing suits? Yeah, she won't know there's from like- a distance. She'll be impressed. <laughs> And then what she's like, like, what feel, the let me feel quality. Robert, you're finally not wearing sweatpants. <laughs> no. Little does she know. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> She'd be fooled. Yeah. 
another interesting about uh, thing about Alex. Mm. Uh, so Alex used to live in Philadelphia. Correct. Yes. Nobody's he, perfect. And <laughs> it's a knock against me. <laughs> he used to book punk shows. Yeah. Mm. Just like Sid used to book punk shows in Brooklyn at the Temple. Yeah. Oh yeah. We I um. Used to work for Sean Agnew, who's like a famous Philly punk promoter. Um, First Unitarian Church. Oh, yeah. I've famous punk venue. Numerous shows. Sure there. you have. Uh, yeah, I, I worked for him for about seven years. Uh, saw a lot of crazy stuff there. Um, it was kind of got me through college. Uh, it was nice not having to be someone who had to like, you know, wait tables. I got to just stay out late and drink beers at the at the door and <laughs> watch cool bands play. So I kind of got lucky in that sense. That's all. Yeah. yeah. That's basically the same time in my life when I was doing that. And yeah. And he was doing it at a synagogue and you were doing it at a church. Yeah. My, ours was a, unit, a Unitarian church. So we were probably... Unitarians, if what we're talking it? about punks, are probably like the most punk. They're like very like accepting. Uh, they're called Unitarian Universalists. They think everybody is great. They want equality, all that kind of thing. So okay. uh, it was definitely like a good place to, to host punk shows. And we had our fair share of metal shows too. I saw quite a bit there. Highlights? Highlights. Um, the one that comes to mind was um, the ever elusive Necrophagist. Oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, they played on that second record, the one that really they really oh, took yes. off on Epitaph. Epitaph. They played a sold out show at the sh- church. Now, mind you, this place we packed to the gills. Uh, if you looked at the legal occupancy, mm. pretty much quadruple it. Yeah. So we it was packed in there. It was the middle of the summer. It was like a six band touring package. It was ridiculous. There was no need for this many bands. By the time they went on. The place was just covered wall to wall with people, and everybody was just drenched in sweat. Like I think that was the most I ever sweat in my entire mm. life was that show. Yeah. Um, and they just went up there and just ripped. And every day I think about why they haven't put out a new album in that. Yeah, whatever happened. They're that never like going ten, to put ten out. years now. Yeah, it's over ten years. Yeah. Probably. I always thought it was necrophagist. Wasn't there like an argument about that? Yes. Like, uh, yeah, no, I asked him about it. I interviewed him. Oh, he, he said, said necrophagist? Yeah, necrophagist. Okay. All right, stand correct. Or, or actually, yeah, he said necrophagist or necrophagist. But, <laughs> yeah, there was something weird. There was like but, a third, uh, weird third Tomato, option. tomato. All right. Uh, and then another highlight that I um, that comes to mind is the early days of Municipal Waste. They always oh, yeah. played the church, and this was when they were like I haven't seen them in many years, uh, but they were really wild back then and would have like kegs on stage, and everybody brought boogie boards and inflatables and stuff yeah. like that. I definitely did a keg stand on stage during their set once. Like that, <laughs> yeah, that was they they played there quite a bit, so those shows were always a highlight. The, I saw Municipal Waste at somebody's loft in somebody's loft. Oh wow! In, like in. Bushwick before Bushwick was at all gentrified mm. and it was somebody's loft they had the boogie boards uh and like it was the wildest show there was like 200 people in this loft and it's an apartment somebody's yeah. apartment it's like in an apartment building and the thing I remember the most was it was such a crazy night and then like you would walk out in the hallway and neighbors would be coming in and they would just be like laughing like oh those wacky neighbors putting, <laughs> on, putting on a show on a Saturday night They're like I'd be pissed if I fucking live in like I'm, that rent can't be cheap I feel like in your 20s you wouldn't be pissed you'd be pissed now in your yeah, 30s yes. yeah because I'm an old man it's also if it was old man. before gentrification then the rent probably was cheap yeah, it probably was. I mean, I guess that's probably. I mean, by New York, by was, New York yeah. standards, yeah. it's still expensive. It was deep. Yeah, I remember the keg stand thing was always. I think it was called the Taste to Waste Challenge, Ooh. and you had to go up there and try to try to keg stand for an entire song. Oh now, granted, God. municipal waste songs back then were like a minute and a half long, but still, that's, that's long still, keg stand. Yeah. yeah. Oh my Damn. God. Yeah, I definitely did not win. 
<laughs> I remember one time, uh, I think we were at Ozfest, maybe, and like a life once lost, a life once lost mm, was another uh, Philly band. Yeah, uh-huh. really, really great band. Rest in peace. Miss them a lot. And the guy had a beer funnel, and he's like, "Here, do this beer funnel." And I'm just like, "Oh my god, throat! You got to open up because this is going to be really embarrassing." <laughs> That's a drop. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. This is, is going to be really embarrassing if I don't fucking swallow this entire beer. How the drop? <laughs> just cut out the beer part. I love giving your throat a pep talk. Yes. Like, All right, throat, this is you and me in this together. Come on, we got this. Uh, so I don't remember the guy's name, uh, but he like, no, actually it's another it was, drop. it was, <laughs> it was uh, Justin. So he pours the beer into the funnel and thank God, I don't know what happened. It was like, a, like, a, like the, the angels came down and I just like swallow the whole thing, and they were just like, <laughs> "Are there specific angels who just handle beer funneling?" Just swallowing angels. That was the Anaheim oh, Angels oh, showed up. Oh, and, uh, Tim beer. Salmon. Yeah, what kind of angels are hanging out at Ozfest? <laughs> is what I want to know. The swallowing ones. <laughs> so was this on stage? Backstage? No, no, it was backstage. We were just like hanging out, like after interviews and stuff. And I was just like, okay, like either this beer is going to go all over my face, or it's just going to go down. And luckily, it all went down. And then there was a guy who did it after me, and he failed at it. Rob. No, it wasn't Rob. <laughs> I, I could swallow it all, baby. That's a drop. I mean, it sounds too professional. It doesn't count when you make I can swallow it all. <laughs> because Rob is a professional. Yes, I am a professional. I love the idea of like going there for like the idea of like getting interviews and like doing work, and they're just like, "Oh, work's over. Time for a beer funnel." Like, yeah. yeah. How also, else would you end the work day? But also, here's the thing about working in the metal industry: drinking is work, part of work. But yeah. You know what? It's, you're right about that. I talk about this all the time. Like, metal is the only industry where you can get embarrassingly drunk and then congratulated for it the mm. next day, as opposed to like fired or something. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like in yeah. any other industry, if you're if you're at a, <laughs> at a function. A corporate function. Yeah, and drinking and being able to like handle all the weed. Like, yeah. do you remember when Jimmy oh, Bauer yeah, passed us like rough. joints and stuff to smoke? Like, you can't say no. You have to like keep smoking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if Jimmy Bauer pa- passes you something to smoke, you're <laughs> yeah. smoking that. Yeah, and it's intense. Yeah, it was it was during Down uh, when Down was touring. Oh, uh, right speaking after. of New Orleans, geez. yeah, oh, and yeah, we're uh, on the theme. we were interviewing yeah. him, and then he was very considerate because he rolled a joint for the room, and then he was like. A, and I'm going to roll this one for me. Mm. And, and so one for himself, <laughs> mm. and then the, the other one is for everyone else. She's like, that's nice. If, he doesn't, if you don't want to share a no. J. Just, L- listen, if you have the supply, to, yeah, you know, oh, go ahead. Why I, not? The other thing I remember is each of them had their own uh, mason jar. Yep. Which was like, it could, like I've, I've thought about this since. It, each of them had at least two ounces of weed on them. So they had to have bought like a pound of weed or something because they, they all got it from the same person. <laughs> and they all just have their own personal stash that they're rolling. It's like, this is how you do being in a band. Is there like a Costco for weed? That's like definitely where they went to buy it. Yes. Yeah, his name is Costco. Costco. Yeah, it's their drug dealer. Costco. Yeah, their drug dealer. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, that was crazy. I guess like the only thing, I mean, I don't know about Rob, but the only thing that I haven't done is like Coke backstage. 
Just not backstage, you mean? Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I did it. Specifically I, backstage. I did it in a tent once. Did it ever transpire upon the stage? <laughs> Wait, you did coke in a tent? No. Yes. Wait, what? Yes, you're with me. <laughs> where where, where was this? Oh, they were on 8th Avenue and Rob pulled out his uh, Coke mirror. And my Coke tent. Yes. <laughs> and I got the cover cop car. Cops pull up. This happened, but with weed. It got me arrested. Oh, that's an oh, inside okay. joke oh, on this show. Okay. Which Jaron won't let me live down, even though I've apologized. Well, it's a funny meme. I'm not really yeah. butthurt about it anymore. At the time, I was very angry. Wait, what tent? What, what, refresh my memory. It was at someone's wedding. Oh, okay, yeah. And I was like, was I want to try Was this the one Coke? where he was wearing the shirt that didn't fit him? No, this was a, a different the one. The shirt fit him back then. He was By doing the way, a lot of Coke. Something I didn't really know. <laughs> something I didn't really know until I personally got married. Drug use at weddings is rampant. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, rampant. Sure. When I found out the next day after I got married how much drugs was going on, <laughs> I was like, "Where was I? Why did you not find me?" I was, I was gonna, very upset. I was going to say, I, no wonder I got arrested. I got married at City Hall and did a bunch <laughs> of drugs. <laughs> yeah, you shouldn't bring that with you. Well, yeah, because I feel like you have transportation back to a hotel most likely. So mm. it's like, you know, you're you're going to get back to bed somehow. Yep. Just, and you're like just amongst a friends and, you know, yeah. drugs are for sharing. <laughs> <laughs> they are. They're, drugs are best amongst friends. Yeah. If you're doing drugs alone, that's when you know it's a problem. Rob. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> No shit. <laughs> oh my god. Did that laugh into a cry? <laughs> no, this is my medicine. Marijuana is my medicine. What's your illness? Not Life. having weed. Yeah. <laughs> Not being stoned. Yeah. <laughs> Lack of stoned. Yeah, withdrawals. Weed, weed withdrawals is my is my ailment. Yeah, fair enough. Sobriety. <laughs> no, you know, like depression and stuff. Really? Depression and stuff. You mean clinical depression for real? No, I mean, I'm not. I never. He self-medicates. Yeah, I self-medicate. Oh, I'm bummed out. Oh, I'm not bummed out anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds like it works to me. Yeah. Oh, no, it totally works. Now, if you excuse me. No, no, no. (laughs) We're depressing. Uh, (laughs) Now I'm depressed. Also, since when do you need to excuse yourself to do drugs on the show? Yeah, for real. (laughs) All the rest of us are talking. 213 Wide Nut. That's the number. 213-943-3688. We could talk about some metal. Earlier today, Ghost released a new song. Ghost. Now, Ghosts are very controversial because, you know, you could actually understand what the vocalist is saying, right. singing. That's very controversial. In metal uh, very controversial in metal. And also, I mean, I guess because they're more of a hard rock band. They have metal elements. But I think what makes the metal is their, like, uh, lyrical content and the dark imagery that they that they go with. And, like, they, it's pretty it's pretty metal. So I want to play this, this song, the new song. It's called Rats. With an exclamation point. And, uh, oh, like the Charlie Brown? Uh, rats. rats. Yeah, okay. Got it. And I'm. It's loading. <laughs> I don't know why it's not loading. <laughs> it's the drugs. It's, it's your website. Whoa. <clears throat> oh, my God. Why don't you just hum it? Yeah. <laughs> Attuned. 
Have you actually listened to the song, Rob? Yeah, I, I have it stuck in. I've had it stuck in my head. I actually purposely didn't listen to it on the way over here because I had a feeling you were going to play it. Uh, I also. So I'm coming in fresh. I purposely didn't listen to it because I don't really listen to metal. <laughs> so it's a good. Anyway. Thanks for ruining pre- it, Rob. That's not a prerequisite for this podcast. No, no, no. definitely not. <laughs> this, there's a running joke on this show that we, we're a metal show that never talks about metal, hardly ever. That's great. Busted Open gets a lot of flack because we're a wrestling show that always, like, pretty regularly doesn't talk about wrestling. Yeah, at all. It's the best shows. <laughs> it comes up, it comes up, but it's not. You know, we're not about doing that. You know, listen, just... guys, Roman Reigns. We don't want to do it again. Just we're, we're going to talk about something else. We're, we're going to talk about something else today. I guess is Dave Mustaine our Roman Reigns? Oh, ooh, uh, good one. Yeah, yeah, yeah pretty much. Wow, sure. very similar. Okay, I have it. I have it. I have. You have to go to somebody else's site. But Dave Mustaine is beloved, though. Even though he's a dickhead, but he's like beloved by the metal community. You can't say that about a Roman Reigns. Well, see, Roman Reigns is actually very a very good wrestler. I don't disagree with that. uh, He just is. There are a multitude of reasons why people don't like him, but one of those being that he. (laughs) (laughs) My apologies. His his he ran into a ghost song there. Yes. (laughs) Rats. Um, yeah, no, I feel like th- I really think that Roman Reigns has the personality of, of a wet pile of newspapers. That's what it is. I think it's I think he's a, he really is a good wrestler. And I think they could write him as a silent assassin type of killer. I think he'd be great. But I think just they're the trying writing to, for him is atrocious. They're it's trying like, to shoehorn him into this into this role. I actually thought baby the, the lead up to this WrestleMania was pretty good with him. Like him just kind of saying Brock Lesnar is like Vince's guy. Like yeah. he gets special treatment, all that stuff. And he was getting some cheers. Yeah. If you go back to a couple of those Monday Night Raws. Right. right yeah. The last one, he was definitely being cheered. He's no, getting I those agree. proxy cheers of people who like what he's saying and agree with it. I feel like that's. You know, you could have anyone really deliver that and and get them over. You know? But that so, year, so WrestleMania 30, where Daniel Bryan ended up going to WrestleMania and winning the title. Mm-hmm. If you remember that Royal Rumble, fantastic. And Batista won. Yeah, and Roman had like a had like a ridiculous amount of eliminations in that Royal Rumble. Yep. And that's kind of when the ball started rolling. That the fans were kind of like, I don't know so much about this guy because he was still in the Shield at the time. Right. After that was when the Shield broke up, and then it all then it kind of all went to hell for Roman mm-hmm. after that. Yeah, but I definitely don't. I don't really hate Roman Reigns. I think he could be he could be very entertaining in a certain kind of role. He needs to. I mean that that he Brock Lesnar is really not suited to his style. Like I feel like they just have punch and kick and destroy everything clusterfuck matches. So I didn't. I don't feel like that's a great WrestleMania main event. You know? It was also just a really long show, it's and but everyone just wanted hours. to go home. Yeah, yeah. And uh, you know, coming from like the least experienced wrestling fan. Uh, I always cheer for Brock Lesnar because he's so scary. Yeah. But in that match, I like all he was just like suplexing like over and over. He just kept throwing Rome like he wasn't really wrestling. Well, he kind of does that every dis- match. Yeah, but that's kind of his thing now. I yeah, do. It was really disappointing. I do think that it like he's had other great matches where all he really did was suplex and F five people, and it works. Like it just doesn't work with Roman Reigns because yeah. I feel like Roman. Well, the, actually, I, the first Brock Roman match at thirty one, where Seth Rollins cashed in his yeah. money in the bank, that was kind of that match too, and yeah. I actually really enjoyed that match. I thought that, that was, was great. great. Yeah, I enjoy, but I, I I can't separate it from the Seth Rollins cash in portion of it. I feel like that elevated it. Like not that it was bad; it wasn't terrible. But it was, I feel like it just went through the roof when Seth Rollins came out. So WWE put out this bullshit list last week, the top 10 WrestleMania moments ever of all, of all time. It was on the USA Network. Uh, Seth Rollins' cash-in was number two all wow. time. 
Guess what was number five? Uh, hint, please. Andre getting slammed by Hogan. What? Number five. Uh, yeah, Wait, yeah, so yeah. what was number one? Let me think about this. Well, let's, we, clearly these are like younger skewing. I guess, people, would it right? be Undertaker's streak ending by Brock Lesnar? No, that was like seven or eight, believe it or not. Is it, so this is only uh, WrestleMania? Only yeah. WrestleMania moments. Moments. Most, well, that's what it was titled as, the top ten WrestleMania moments. Daniel Bryan time. winning. That would be number one. No, he. No. that was four, I think. King so, Kong Bundy beating SD Jones <laughs> in the shortest match in WrestleMania history. That's clearly It's not one. anymore now, right? The she- Sheamus one with Daniel yeah, Bryan, right. I think? That was uh, 18 seconds. Yeah. Damn. Damn. <laughs> they tried to build that King Kong Bundy one as nine seconds, but it's like clearly obviously not, no. so I guess now they're telling the truth. <laughs> So wait, what was it? <laughs> Number one was Shawn Michaels versus The Undertaker at WrestleMania oh. 25. Oh, Which, oh, by the way, one. amazing right. match. Yeah. Not a moment. Yes. A match yeah. is not a moment. Yeah. So you can't name a match. How about when Number he one. came down in that outfit on that WrestleMania, right? That's when he was wearing like, the white. Oh, no, that was 25. Uh, yeah, yeah. 25. yeah, 12 was when he ziplined in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The boyhood dream has been realized. <laughs> oh, yeah, it yeah. Come that true. was great. Yeah, that's true. It's not a moment. I mean, him winning, I guess, is a moment, but yeah. it wasn't like a standout WrestleMania moment. So. No, I mean, it, that's widely regarded as like the best WrestleMania match ever, which is cool, but it doesn't, it's not a moment. So. I've never been more fatigued watching wrestling than from this weekend because there was so oh, much was to so watch. Much. It was so much. Because there was, in addition to WrestleMania, there was NXT oh, the NXT day before. was fantastic. There was Ring of Honor, and I wanted to see both of those. And, and- in addition to those... Noah and I went to the UFC 223. Oh, yeah, that's right. I was going to remind you to talk about that. And Beyond Wrestling. Right. And then there's like all of these indie shows. So basically from Thursday through (laughs) Sunday afternoon, there's like four or five indie shows a day. And all of them had their biggest shows of the year because these are the largest crowds. So... There's all these crazy shows. Matt Riddle's Bloodsport. This was a, a thing oh, with no ropes. Oh, did you ropes. watch that? Yes. It oh. was nuts. It was nuts. It was no ropes. Submission or tap or knockout are the only way to win. And the main event was Minoru Suzuki versus Matt Riddle, wow. which was great. Wow. Some of the other matches were like hit and miss. Uh, but it was just a cool concept. And the other uh, one was from Beyond Wrestling. What was it? What was the It was called? just like intergender matches. It was all intergender oh, cool. matches. So good. So like Matt Riddle versus Deanna Perrazzo, mm-hmm. uh, what were or some Havoc. of the other? Havoc, the, oh, the female Havoc. wrestler versus oh, Jimmy oh, Havoc. Okay. Oh, wow. so Havoc so, versus Havoc. Yeah. This, this, so this has worked, right? The, the AFI, yeah, yeah, the AFI showdown, Havoc versus yeah. Havoc. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, lots, so there was a lot to catch up on where it's like I'm kind of like, all right, I could use a little break from wrestling right now. So we went to UFC. So we went to UFC. <laughs> we watched MMA. <laughs> and even that was like just... I like so UFC the main card starts at 10 p.m. That's and it doesn't for us. and like the third match like by 11:30 which was like the second or third match I'm like oh my god how many how many are these fights are left I'm like barely keeping my eyes open <laughs> and I was like power napping in between fights cuz I I'm just like I'm an old man <laughs> Wait, you were at the event. I was at I was at Barclays Center, and you're sleeping in your seat, <laughs> power napping in my seat. Section yes. twenty two. What were you doing? While I remember doing like one of the fights. I was so into it. I had like Noah, so much Noah's. Yeah, adrenaline was was riding high. What was the mat? What was the fight before the women's title fight? The crazy uh, one. Uh oh, god! I don't know. It's it was like the Russian guy who was fighting with the broken hand. Yeah, Nikolai Volkov. No, no, I was really into it. I don't know their oh, names. Habib, Habib Nurmagomedov. Yes. No, Habib no, was no, in the main event. Oh, that yeah, was the main yeah, event. Yeah, gotcha. 
It was uh, another guy versus. Well, anyway, so guy. I just remember the fight. The entrances were going on. And I'm like, ah. Oh. <laughs> but then the fight was so. You turn crazy. into a Russian when you doze off. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's because his his Russian brethren was there. In were the so cage. there were three fights with Russian people, and in all of those fights, the largest. Unironic USA champ. Like huge, <laughs> huge, huge. It was like That's WWF great. in the 80s. Yeah, like huge USA <laughs> chants. My favorite, favorite, favorite thing about wrestling and USA chants is uh, from when Bret Hart fought Yokozuna. And Bret was the babyface. Yokozuna was the heel. Yokozuna, born in Hawaii from America, <laughs> is the foreign killer. Japanese. And Bret Hart, the Canadian, they're chanting USA. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. They wrote the wrong with that, though, when they had Lex Luger slam him on the aircraft carrier. Oh, yeah. Remember that? Sure. that was like peak childhood for me. <laughs> yeah, watching that was that ridiculous event. It was done well, I have to say, even though it's hokey. I, yeah. I really, I did enjoy it. I'm a little older than everyone in this room, about 10 years older. So I was already like a teen. What, what year was that? 93? 94? Yeah, 93, I was like close to right. 20. And I was like, uh, I, 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 I'm already watching it sort of with a wink. Or whatever, but I still thoroughly enjoyed that. I thought it was fantastic. Uh, so the guy that Rob is talking about, his name is Zabit El Kukhoi Magomed Sharipov. Oh. How many, How many people oh, is that? Man. How many people? Is that one person? That was the whole match. That was a tag team <laughs> That was the entire card. So this guy is like, he's like this like lanky guy versus another guy who was like really built and crazy and you know, so this like Massachusetts yeah. fucking beer bro. Imagine a Massachusetts beer bro versus like a tall, lanky Russian guy. Now this Russian guy is a really good grappler, and he oh. went into the fight with a broken hand, which oh. he didn't tell them about until after. Yeah, while which he was, was warming up, he broke his hand, and he was still like striking the guy. This was, I mean, I'm taking I am, him down. Yeah, I am no UFC expert, but this was the craziest. This was as close to a New Japan wrestling match as I've ever seen a UFC fight because what was happening is that towards the end of the fight the, the lanky Russian oh, was like <laughs> popping this this um, beer bro it, what was his opponent's uh, name the beer bro um, he was popping him in the, in the in the face with like obviously stiff shots and the beer bro no sold the stiff shots and then smacked himself while he's like bleeding <laughs> and whatever. And he's like, come on, bring it on. Is that all you got? USA, USA. And then USA, USA. And then the Russian guy keeps fucking him up. <laughs> Nothing says USA like uh, an American invading a sovereign nation and getting the shit kicked out of them by the insurgents no. and staying there anyway and taking <laughs> And say, give me more. And then him saying, give me more, got the crowd so amped. <laughs> But he lost. Yeah. The Ru the Russians won across yeah, the board. Yeah, across the board. And there were actually a good amount of Russians in attendance as well, proudly uh, disp displaying their Russianness. Well, it's Brooklyn, and the yeah. venue was owned by a Russian. Oh, yeah. so, that's, that's right. That's right. El Dorino yeah. said, "I bet he has an uncle Fazel." Yeah, Is that true. We all have uncle Fazel. Oh, okay. We all are uncle Fazel. <laughs> Dun, dun, dun. I won't go fuzzle. Thank you, Kate. Kyle Bochniak is was oh, okay. Thank was you. the was the beer bro. Okay. That could just as easily be a Russian. Yeah, sounds like it. No, I'm very disappointed in Noah though that she didn't take any pictures of Rob sleeping in his chair. <laughs> like, come on, Noah. Drool running down. It was tough. <laughs> it's like with the background of like an entire audience of excited people, and then just Rob unconscious. The other thing about the like. The main event started at fucking 12.30, 12.45. Yeah. And it's five rounds as opposed to a, a non-championship fight 
Oh, or yeah. no, no, no. Uh, any man, any, any, the any main part is five, but before that is three rounds. But there could be a first round knockout, right? Yes. So that's what I, I was no like. Knockout. Please, knockout, knockout. Come on, end it. <laughs> Submission, I, knockout. Ironically, so you got knocked out. <laughs> the reason why I wasn't taking a photo of Rob was because we had this like row of UFC bros in front of us, and they were so entertaining. Oh, so it was like so basically drunk. an entire financial. Office came probably together. guys that work at at Barclays Financial, mm. yeah, uh, like in investment services. They were all like in a three piece suit, and they were so hammered. And like one guy was like offering the girl behind him like his half eaten hot dog, and like <laughs> is that a euphemism for something? Probably. <laughs> we don't know. The hot dog never changes. He said chivalry's dead. He, he he like walks out of the road to I guess go to the stand to get more beer, and he like puts his hand in somebody's popcorn and eats it. Oh boy. There were a lot of people in suits. People got really dressed up to go to UFC, which is like just the old days of boxing. Like yeah, I did yeah. that last time, and then I like I don't like to be. I would rather be underdressed than overdressed. I don't feel comfortable being overdressed. So this time around, I was like, "Fuck that! I'm just gonna be." No, so you're gonna be sitting there for like four hours. You don't even, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then like walking back to the car, I just felt so sorry for all the girls in their like stiletto <laughs> heels. Oh. oh, I thought you meant the girls getting their ass beat by each other. <laughs> that too. Yeah. My bad. I that was a good fight. Yeah. Rose versus Ioana. Ioana. And also Felice versus Karina. Navidad. Felice versus Navidad. That was a fantastic match. That was a great match. match. <laughs> Rose is badass, huh? She's yeah. Pretty, oh, she's yeah. pretty awesome. Her la- I saw. I watched her last fight, the one where she won the title, and that was somewhat unexpected, I think, when she won the belt. Definitely not. And, um, that was a knockout. Yeah, and that was definitely a knockout. And she, yeah, I have I'm, to say, I'm, I'm into her. She's she's a badass. Yeah, and she she's, yeah, she just has this, like, air of, like, confidence and, like, just, like, she's focused and serious and she doesn't need to talk a big game. She just brings it, which I really like. But I would say that the first one that we went to, uh, where she won the title At was the was way more exciting than this one yeah. for some mm. reason. Yeah, that was a more exciting card. Yeah. The main event was was more like higher stakes. Yeah. Well, this entire card fell apart like days before. Oh right? yeah, let's talk about this. Yeah. This yes, is yes. the craziest thing I've ever. <laughs> I think exp- it, it was all set up. The biggest wrestling angle in UFC that's yeah. not an angle. When it's UFC tr- fans find out that their entire business is a work, they're going to be so bummed because <laughs> it is all just wrestling. It's all wrestling. So there was a press conference for this event, and who shows up but Conor McGregor, the Stone Cold Steve Austin of UFC, who hasn't who hasn't wrestled, in, uh, who hasn't fought <laughs> in UFC uh, Same thing. in in years. Like his last fight was against Floyd Mayweather, which was a boxing match, which was the most money he's ever made. He's made more money than he'll ever need in his life, so he doesn't have to fight. He just wants to fight. Anyway, so he was in town. He was staying at the hotel. Uh, of the UFC fight with all the other UFC fighters. And I guess someone from his posse had some words with one of the people that were supposed to be fighting that night at the hotel before the press conference. It got to Connor and Connor was like, ah, shows up to the press conference uninvited. Uh, some publication lets him in, sneaks him in with their credentials and his whole posse of like 15 guys. As the press conference is ending, everyone's getting to their buses. Connor and his people run in, do a run in, and start attacking the buses. Someone threw a garbage can at one of the buses. The glass shattered. Glass went into one of the fighter's eyes. 
and like cut him two up two of the fighters' eyes, two of the fighters to the point that they could not compete. The next two fights were canceled because was it of kick, this. Kickboxer or blood sport where John Claude Van Damme had to be blinded and fight, and he still won. <laughs> he didn't make excuses. That's a movie. See, this is real life. Yeah, barely. Come on, alive. And then Conor McGregor also apparently punched out a UFC employee, a non-fighter. And I think the video proved that he was the one who threw the stuff at the yeah. bus. Oh yeah, there's yeah. A, so it's definitely all him. Here's the thing: it's a good the friend. Pe- the people in the bus were taping. They went up and down. There's security cameras everywhere because it's a fucking major venue in New York City. I don't think he was doing this with the thought that he was going to get away with it. I don't think he cared. Well, the thing is though. Immediately after him and his goons run out, there's this Instagram video of some kid in a Starbucks down the street from the Barclays is like, holy shit, I think Conor McGregor just ran out of Barclays Center. Out of a crime scene. And you see like him and like 15 other guys get into like an SUV, like a clown car (laughs) of fucking Irish goons. And it's ridiculous. This is like. This guy is a fucking multimillionaire. You never expect. And then Barclays sold the rest of their tickets. Yeah. So is it stupid or genius? Ironically, that was like the twenty-fifth uh, worst thing that happened in Brooklyn with the drunken Irish uh, goons that day. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Well, here I think it is real because he cost people money. All those people that can't fight, he cost them money. Their opponents who what can't if, have the fight, okay, he cost them so money. Okay, so here's what if they didn't make weight, and Dana was like, "I need to figure this shit out last minute." A lot of people <laughs> bought tickets, like, but then they just don't if, make weight though. Like that's happened. But maybe he wanted to make it more exciting. But if you remember, the a couple of days before this all went down, the main event fell apart because Tony Ferguson had like a freak knee act, knee injury or something like that. Oh. So the main event was already off before this happened. Mm. So and this was apparently the fourth time that they've been trying to have this Tony Ferguson Habib fight, and it was the fourth time it fell oh. apart. What's so, Tony Ferguson's game? Exactly. What's his end game? Maybe he coerced Connor, gave him some drugs. No, I think it was all orchestrated by Dana. I don't know. Like I just don't believe it. I think it was also it was all a big setup. Mm. Noah's a conspiracy. Noah's Alex yeah. Jones. Again. I, I'm the <laughs> yes. I'm the Alex Jones of this podcast. It just seems weird to me that all these people they would go through the the court system. They'd had to know that there would be like you know lawsuits and everything. Like do they really want to like jeopardize all that just to just for a work? I don't know. I, when things start going into the legal system is when I start doubting it. You know. Yeah, I mean, he only had to pay like fifty grand bail. Like to him, that's nothing. I'm sure if it if it was a hoax, then I don't. I'm sure. I don't. I don't doubt that he was behind. Though. I just don't think anyone else was in on it. I think it was just like maybe he had this in his mind to do this. What was like the point of him doing it though? We we're talking about him. Yep. Been out of the spotlight for a little bit. <laughs> he doesn't need money though. He's fine. He doesn't. So why need did he, he do just it? wants attention. Because oh. yeah, he's crazy. Yeah. He's on cocaine. I believe that. Well. All righty. Well, let's uh, let's hear this ghost song I was talking about. Oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> oh my yeah. God. We got sidetracked by MMA there. By a little mama. <laughs> oh, rats. Sounds like an Aussie. Yeah, that's a, that's a in times of turmoil, in times like these, 
New. There's some more synth. Here comes the hook. Pizza rats. And then you know the verse, chorus, verse, but then there's a ripping solo at the end. Just sounds like a heavier death cap for cutie to me. <laughs> thumbs down. <laughs> Trash it. Three thumbs down. Look, I'm in the bed. It'd probably be better. Rats. What's the? Who's the target audience for this? Who are ghost fans? Rats. Uh, like, I don't know, metalheads or hipsters. Really. Like, a lot of they got a lot of indie people, like people who, that don't necessarily listen to metal. But want to say that they listen to metal, so this is like they're dipping their toe in. Yeah. Are Prague fans still a thing? This could definitely Yeah, sure. But there's a lot of uh, backlash against ghosts. You know what? It's more like when you go see them live, if you're not amongst Prague fans, you're just more like like around like. I don't know, hipsters. Uh, you can hear that whole song on metalinjection.net. I dig it. I'm really excited for this new album. I really like Ghost. They haven't made a bad album as far as I'm concerned. And they're one of the few bands, newer bands, that are actually like breaking through and like getting on getting some mainstream attention, which only brings more attention on other bands, I feel. On all the other bands that sound like this. Which is who? Well, bands they tour with or uh, other stuff like that or bands they play with on festivals. Sure. Mr. Mr. Negative Nancy. That's what I do. Mr. Negative City That's Nancy. That's what I do. Uh, we have Lovely on the line. Lovely, Hi guys. how are you? Hello. Hi, Lovely. <laughs> I really dig the uh, new Ghost song, personally. Mm-hmm. It's like, makes me think of when I was in... Um, a history of natural disasters course and I did my whole project on the bubonic plague so it brought me back to that wonderful time in my life oh, so it brought right. you back to the bubonic plague <laughs> when I did a project on the bubonic plague <laughs> the black plague yeah I'm very excited uh, for this album uh, ghosts are one of my favorites right now no I I, I, I freaking dig ghosts so it I, I agree that it does kind of sound like Ozzy only because I've been like listening nonstop to No Rest for the Wicked um, for my podcast, so it's like I can definitely see the similarities. Lovely, you're just trying to backdoor plug your podcast. Like this I, I, like it's my entire life plug. right now. I, it's basically my work right Wait, now. Dave so. Mustaine with the backdoor plug. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is just a symptom of backdoor having the bubonic plug plague. It. It, it, you you just can't door. stop talking about your own podcast. Yeah, you just have can't. the runs all the time. <laughs> it's a symptom. 
So there you go. It's it's in in a sense I'm trying to spread the disease a bit. <laughs> That's oh. disgusting. Oh, oh boy. Nice job. All right, cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, fun fact. Apparently, tomorrow's National Kissing Day. So here's a fun little question for you guys. Um, is there, like, anybody in, like, metal or, I guess not, or wrestling, since you're talking a lot about that, um, that you would love to kiss personally? <laughs> the big show. Real thinkers. The- <laughs> <laughs> All of them, but not Brock Lesnar. I would like to give Vince McMahon a big old kiss on the cheek to be like, thank you, old man. For what? <laughs> For all the, all the all the entertainment and then lack of entertainment. Okay, <laughs> that's a good reason to kiss somebody. Mwah! There you go. All right, just right on the forehead. Mwah! Um, you kiss them for the eighties and nineties, and then punch them in the balls for everything since. Then. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is for oh four. <laughs> this is for oh five. <laughs> God damn it! Right in the grapefruits. He's um, done so many steroids, his testicles are probably the size of, like, that's true, corn Rob, kernels. Your hand will be in a splint it. for three weeks. No. <laughs> that's I, right, Robba. I got to meet Cardi B, humble brag, yes, this week. So I would like to I saw that her picture on kiss. Instagram. She was, like, so nice and sweet to me that I would like to give her my is kiss. She, is she good at, at yes. raps? Yes, she's really <laughs> I've good. I've heard, like, half a song, and it didn't sound really competent shot. to me. You're getting a call, lovely. It's Whoa. Cardi. It, that's that. Yeah, hold on. Can we can we can we thrash or trash a Cardi B song right now? Because everybody's treating her like she's the greatest rapper since like Tupac, and I'm no. I haven't been convinced yet. I don't think that's how I she's like being her. treated. I, I haven't like seen a, pop, a single like a negative word said about her on well, any fun. platform. What? And what, I just don't what understand. What song should I play now? She's very like uh, she's very kind of like pr- like the like the feminist crowd. Not that that's like a crowd, but like they're very much backing her as like some as like an artist that they can all get behind as a champion for them. But is she actually kind of good though? Is she good at? Ra- I see. I can't answer that because I'm not really. I don't really. I, like I don't really the, have that authority. Okay. <laughs> I like that she's very like um, her politics are very good. Like she's very left. Like she that's what I've heard. Criticizing yeah. the like the Libya slave trade. She mm-hmm. does. She basically is always in the news about saying something good. I okay. think that she acts ditzy, but she's really really smart. Like, but I don't she, think she's she acting. She's I think doing. that's just her voice and her her personality and how she really grew up speaking but she's an intelligent person like people so smart. just equate that speech pattern with being stupid but it's not no no case. that's not what i'm doing i'm, I'm not just, saying you're doing that i didn't mean I'm to imply s- like you know like she just comes off as this like mm. um, i know what you mean she's bubbly and, yeah i didn't mean that like what, i know i wasn't being critical of you i didn't mean it that way that's i gotta stop you right there that's like one of the oldest like overused tropes in in hip-hop which is i got a jewish lawyer my jewish lawyer is great like basically every rapper of the 90s has one of those uh lines Mm -hmm. Didn't you know it's the 90s again, though? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> also, Roy Moore. <laughs> yeah, I could take it or leave it. It's not like... Yeah, it just sounds like everything else. This is the big... This is Rob's... The big jam. Which one? Bodak Yellow? No. 
What, I don't know what that means. What I don't mean? either. There was, Yellow um, is a color. No, there was a there was a <laughs> the other word I don't know. <laughs> there was a uh, you know Kodak Black. So like she basically took that that track and made this and just renamed it Bodak with the B for Cardi B. And I don't know where the yellow basically. Oh. What is Kodak Black? So he's a rapper. Oh, okay. So is this like a diss track to him or something? She took some song of his and, and he go, she goes, Rob, could you play this at normal speed? You've got this at like half speed. No, this reason. is the speed. This is really it. So she's the female mace? Is that what's no, happening? Yeah. Right, well, I don't it know. sounds like you just woke up and you're yo, that groggy. That yo, might be yo, Sid, don't be knocking her swagger. That's a little bit underselling her. I think Mace is, was horrible. But. He had some hits. I'm into this. It was horrible, but he had some hits. This is what I, I like, kind of compare this to, like, this is like hip-hop stoner metal. You know, like, it's, like, slower and, like, you really got to, like... You, but like, get most hip hop artists are stoners, so. But I mean, like the style of the music, it's like just everything, but everything hip hop, but slow, a little slower. It's just like a slower beat and like a slower vibe to the to but the then flow. The, ra- the rapping is easier then. If you could do it super slow, anybody. Okay, could do that. go ahead and rap slowly, Sid. So I easy. rap slowly now. I I don't do it fast anymore. Check it out. I sound like I have a cold. My name is El Duterino. That didn't rhyme though. It doesn't have to. I anymore, have a cold. Man. My name my name is Duterino. Almost. There you go. Almost. Half half music doesn't really rhyme that much anymore. That's not as much of a thing. I don't dance no more. I make money moves. That rhymes. That doesn't rhyme. It rhymes either. with the next thing, but I, I don't want to like. Uh, it's I, no. Uh, it's so cold in the D, but it's pretty good. <laughs> that's not rap, though. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. That's a, that's like soul music. No, that's that's R&B. the break. That's the break that I keep. I only play the chorus. She raps. Oh, the rest can you play of a little bit yeah. more of it if if you of have which. It? I only have it as a drop, the, cor- oh. as the chorus, but I, I can get it on YouTube if you give me a second. It's no smell your dick. Oh, Rob has it's it. no my neck, my back. Oh, All right. That's for sure. That's but definitely I feel a rap like song. My neck, T-baby. my back no, is more no. like pop. Isn't it? It's just You're timeless right. classic. You know, that it's beyond, it transcends genre. The, well, this is shot in Coney Island restaurant, ironically. Really? What? The, it's the, so cold in the in D? The yeah. Probably it's just named Coney Island. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Alex is like, what the hell is this? <laughs> this is have you heard our, this? One of, one of the hottest hip hop tracks of all time. I'm, I'm sure I have. It sounds familiar. It's so cold in the deep. How the fuck do we supposed to keep peace? What's all on a nigga's mind? It really needs the visual. It's so cold in the deep. This is very catchy. Once she starts rapping, it goes, it goes down. What's all on a nigga's mind? part is good. I just want to hear the rap part. How come she's never been on SNL? Good question. What did she do wrong? This rap is like as fast as the one we were just listening to. Yeah. Yeah. Sid. I've never heard this part of this song. <laughs> he didn't even know this was a rap heard the chorus. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually faster. Yep. Mmm. <laughs> This is more spoken word. She already lost the meter. Listen to this. <laughs> oh, I couldn't hear it. <laughs> Kaya's better. Kaya is better. Nobody's doing that. I think Smell Yo Dick is the best viral song that we've well, played yeah. on here. Why are you coming home? 
Something's going on, can I smell your dick? There's a digital remaster of really? Neck My Back. Oh, I thought you were going to say this song. Oh, no, no. Five in the morning. This is a really good song. Like, it's a stupid, frivolous subject matter, but it's a really well constructed song. Yeah. yeah. Like earworm. Soul clap in there. It has, like, finger picking of, like, a violin yeah. as yeah. well. Yeah. Very intricate. Yeah. That's a good ear. All you ladies pop your pussy like this. Oh, yeah, I could hear the remastering. Such clarity. Yeah. yeah. You could hear this. She's not popping her peas. There's a little more reverb. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it now. Now, when Cardi B was a stripper, do you think she ever danced to this song? <laughs> oh, hell yeah. And she's like, you know, I could do that. Don't they all? I mean, this is like a universal stripper so. track. Yeah. Yeah. It's like this and uh, Pour Some Sugar on Me. I, I really think... Uh, Cardi B's music is like one of the bell shitty, but I don't want to pick on her because I, I like her. I think she's, you know, I think I, I like shit that she says, and I think she's like real, and I like that. I just she's good for us. Yeah, 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 good for society. She reaches people with po- with political messages that not a lot of people are speaking to, and that like uh, in a woke kind of way. That's awesome. You know what I mean, like no. young people. No, but it'd be even better if she was like a good rapper. I'm into oh it. yeah, I, I'm not. A, I think I think it's not that she's like a bad rapper. It's she's she's doing n- nothing original yeah. or clever. Yeah. She's or, doing. You know. She's fine. It's yeah. not like she's like I don't consider her a revolutionary. Like I'm not putting her up there with Biggie. But no. clearly, people think the songs are good. So yeah. there's got to be something. Yeah, there. I mean, she's yeah. like number one on the charts. Yeah. It's so. art, you know. It's not. I can't sit here and say I have a definitive opinion. It just doesn't. That's that's what I do. I know. Yeah, that's your job on this show. <laughs> she's no yodeling Walmart kid. No. What is that? Really? What? Whoa. No idea what that is. He okay. was even on New York One News. Like, yeah, I don't do get not... that channel. I have FiOS. <laughs> oh, that's right. Well, he was on Ellen. I know you watch Ellen. All yeah, the time. totally. <laughs> That one's great. Uh, Rob, would you like to address an accusation in our chat? Oh, sorry. <laughs> it's just some kid who goes to Walmart and he starts yodeling. But the visual is what makes it. It's like him in the. It's like. <laughs> It's like him in like the bathroom supply aisle, or it looks like the print, or like yeah, like the trash bag aisle. <laughs> didn't didn't we at some point play a viral hip hop song about Walmart? Did we? Yes, Wally World. Wally World. Yes, oh, yes. Yeah. Wally World. Wally World. Wally World. Why is Walmart so popular for amateur musicians? But he's not even singing about Walmart. He's <laughs> is he just wearing, yodeling in Walmart. Yes. Is he wearing like a Confederate flag hat? He's wearing leader hose, I think. This is by Mr. Ghetto, by the way. That's definitely This is the yodeling kid said. Oh my god. This is catchy. I like this. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. This song is good. He was saying, oh my god, to the picture of the Walmart. Yeah. It's like problem There's child. a kid in later hosing your linen while it works. Rob's hypnotized by all the butts that are shaking in the video. So I like butts. this better than Cardi B. Yeah. Well, this is different. This is like it's clever. Balance. It's yeah. clever though. It's not because the styles are different. I like Cardi B's that beat that on that song is great. But it's just.
basket, 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 Says, I love how Rob jumps on the bandwagon of anything that's popular. Oh, I, well, you know what? That I that I let just slide by, but the one he just posted, I'm offended by. Him. Oh, Rob doesn't really like indie wrestling. That I'll va- I'll how vouch for you, you <laughs> sir. I'll vouch for you. How you dare you, you love indie wrestling? I you you are. I, I have to get your back on that. I do agree with the other criticism. Uh, I don't think I jump on anything right. no, that's, that's popular. True. I, I jump on. I might. The thing is, if something is popular and I'm drawn to it, I'll like it because that's the only way I would be exposed to it. But I don't like like all pop things. I would say you. What's the word I'm looking for? I, you have very low threshold for being accepting of of art and culture. I think. I think you're. How dare you? You're not. Not that you have low standards, because <laughs> I, I think you really. When when you really like something, you have high standards for that. Yeah. But you have a much higher. Uh, uh, it's very much harder for you to hate something. Well, but also I think with uh, pop music in general, or like yeah, more mainstream kind of music, it's not like metal where you try to look for the most technical thing. It's like, right. oh, do I like it or do I not? Is it fun or is it Shouldn't not? Shouldn't that fun? be right, even okay. metal? Shouldn't that just be all music? Whether you, sure, do I like it or not? The no, end. yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I just but mean, then like, when he likes something, you shit on him about it. But so. I feel like not the key thing that Rob just said was, is it fun or is it not fun? Sure. Yeah, now, metal. I'm sure there's fun metal, but there's yeah. also very like thought-provoking and intricate metal, yeah yeah there's like not things. fun metal pop yes pop music is fun and that's kind of what it is I, yeah I, there's very few where you're being oh man that justin bieber song really got me thinking yeah. today you know? <laughs> definitely not yeah yeah like i so there's only a, a few pop people that i'm into who and i think that, well, i like robin i like charlie oh, XCX. Robin is but robin fantastic. isn't like mainstream in america superstar pop she's like cool kids pop Let's see sure Peaches. Uh, oh yeah, I love peaches. But I like peaches like because it's so she's so gross. Because <laughs> she, I love peaches because she disgusts me. She's the Canadian Kaya. <laughs> she is yeah, Canadian, right? Am I wrong? And I saw, I saw her at South by, and it was like her show was like a guar show, and she wanted, <laughs> she, made, she wanted the she Canadian these, Kesha. Oh, she's like God. weird. She has weird outfits. She, it's grandma. wonderful. It's wonderful. I've seen her numerous times, never by choice, and I've never enjoyed it. Kesha? No. <laughs> oh my God! I really does Kesha was perform actually? I, don't know. I actually saw this band last night, Horror, spelled mm. with nines instead of R's, H O nine nine O nine. How does that represent an R graphically? That makes no sense. It's the kids, Darren. It's the kids. So it was <laughs> okay. the show. It was horror and three teeth. Three teeth is like this industrial metal band. How many? What number do they use for T's in that? Uh, yeah, in that band? Is there are three. A seven. One of the E's is is flipped over for Gotta the symmetry. Be something, right? Uh, but everyone's flipping numbers nowadays. So it was deep in Bushwick in this new venue, which is actually really nice elsewhere. Elsewhere, yeah, yeah. Uh, and, uh, I was, uh, old to older by 10 years than most of the crowd. That's every show I've been to in Bushwick also. Uh, <laughs> and what's crazy to me is like a lot of the girls dressed like it was 80 degrees out and it was 40 degrees out. Don't like, slut shame, Rob. I'm not, I'm just like, I'm more impressed 
how they're able to maintain any any sort of warmth. Well, was Fashion it, over comfort. Was yeah. it warm inside the venue? No, it was oh. freezing in the venue. Even like I was, I was like zipping up because it was just I don't know. Yeah, but anyway, so it was an like it was such a different. It was a very diverse crowd. Oh. Horror. Uh, two of the uh, musicians are African American, so there were plenty of African Americans in the audience. Okay. And like it was a it was an interesting mix of people because it was like industrial kids, skaters, just like hip hop heads. So it was a very and so this band horror. Uh, what type of music would you say? Yeah, Leah? can you play some? Well, it's actually kind of hard to like pigeonhole their music because it's like part bad brains mm. part like industrial and then part just like hip straight up hip hop okay and then halfway through one of the songs there was a hawk what a rush drop <laughs> <laughs> which I was sold I was right. like yeah I'm in I'm yeah. this is great so here's one of them play the one with the hawk drop oh, I, yeah yeah I'm not hearing any bad brains. Also, everything you said sort of sounds like one of the characters from the movie Patty Cakes. So I'm wondering if that guy is somehow in this yeah. band. Can you play another one? Didn't hate it. It's a collaboration they have with three team. Correct word is collabo. Hard. Good. It just goes back and forth. So it's it something different. Check it out. Horror. The horror. <laughs> But with nines instead of R's. Are the O's O's or zeros? They're O's. I imagine it's more fun live even than recording. Yeah, it was a very punk vibe live. Get in the pit? No. If this is okay, I, I see the bad rings. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like, it's just like little hear? little pockets of uh, all of these influences. See, this is good. This track yeah. I did. Yeah. The first like rap track was kind of like giving me like Death Grips vibe. Yeah, yeah. Bit. There's a little. Yeah. yeah. They do all of it. It's just like a mishmash. Yeah. Yeah, they play this song in the crowd. He's totally yeah, this on this chorus. Yeah. 
Yeah. That was good stuff. I totally like zoned out just listening to that. Yeah. I enjoyed that. Thrash it. So that was fun. And then I kind of left halfway because I was hungry and I wanted that. <laughs> what you eat? Yeah. I had Popeyes. <laughs> Jesus Christ, man. Mm-hmm. Sounds like beef. a night out in Bushwick to me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it was right there. And I was like, <laughs> I was like when am I going to buy Popeyes? <laughs> I love that explanation. It was right there. I could oh. not go in. Yeah. And like, oh, yeah, that I, explains your tweet. You tweeted about Popeyes last night. Yeah. I and I was like, like you and say? I, was just, I said Popeyes is my fast food exception. Ooh, and, right. and on a very special the only thing white you don't apple. eat <laughs> no. <laughs> no I I wouldn't like I haven't had McDonald's in a million years that's again. your only fast food exception interesting well like of the the lower tiers yeah, even like your tweet said like contradicted you though because I said White Castle on special occasion yeah I said that now yeah so then, you're like Steve well, Martin and the jerk walking yes. out just this lamp I'm gonna take this this lamp this White Castle you know, I'm just gonna take this White Castle look oh and this Popeye's sure a Whopper once in a while never hurt anyone now, hold on we've actually gotten into something very interesting so you said of the lower tier is there a higher tier of fast food well, like, well, like, Chipot- like Chipotle like Chipotle oh that's Corral. fast food if you're paying more than ten dollars it's not fast food <laughs> okay fair yeah so that I'm just like the you know traditional fast food establishment okay I'll get a frosty every now and then sure. but I don't count that Taco Bell <laughs> just this frosty <laughs> uh, I don't even have Taco Bell that much anymore. see Taco that Bell's much. my exception like I don't Same. I haven't had that in a, a really long time yeah. I haven't had in a long time I haven't had McDonald's since like 30 because here, it's the been thing, a week since I had my, like literally a week ago today I had the other McDonald's thing twice. about the other thing about New York I feel which I think out of state you don't have this problem is some of the fast food places are dumps are like shitholes yeah. like, yeah. oh, yeah. like most of them but like the Popeyes in Bushwick, great, super clean. Right. And like I feel with the Taco Bell, it's a very more miss than hit. Oh so yeah, you have to oh, find, yeah. you have to find a But that's part of the Bell. whole thing. Well, you no, you have to experience self-loathing when you're so low that you're willing to eat Taco <laughs> Bell. So it should no, be a shit style when you go in there. See, I have to disagree with you because I think when you go to Taco Bell, it should be a, a pleasant experience because what happens afterward is going to be so unpleasant. <laughs> that's why. But you know that going in, so and that, I think the, the the venue itself should no, remind. Oh, see, I like, think you want to travel like to the suburbs somewhere out in like New York, New Jersey, and get those really like brand new yeah, looking Taco Bells. Exactly. With the neon but here's lights the thing. I agree 100. Yeah. percent so let, Let's say you get the car, take a nice 45 minute to 60 minute drive to the suburbs for Taco Bell. You eat the Taco Bell, then you've got an hour on the highway <laughs> no, before you get I to pull back. Toilet. You don't have to go to Jersey. There's really nice ones in Queens. Queens is basically the <laughs> suburb. <laughs> That's where I, there's a really nice White Castle in Queens. There's a really nice. I'm sure there's a. Really Why do you know there this? is a nice Taco Bell? Why are you in Queens? It's so much fast time food in row. It's, you just go. You well, just I have a, I have a car, so it's like. Well, this was also when I lived in Williamsburg, so it was like either go to the dumpy Bushwick one, which I didn't want to go, or drive another 10 minutes and go to a really nice one. But how did you find out? Did you like Google scout maps. out? <laughs> oh, yeah, I did. A, I looked at the Yelp review. <laughs> you got to do the research. If you're investing- Ken Pierce, you're, yeah, baby. Right? You're investing your body into Taco Bell. If you're giving your body to Taco Bell, you better hope it's a good Taco Bell. See, with me, like if I've decided I'm going to have Taco Bell, I need to find the nearest one, because if it's any longer than that, I'll probably talk myself. So what are the Taco Bell orders here? What what, what do you get? What do you get, Alex? Okay, um, there's usually a cheesy gordita crunch in there. Mm. Oh, that's a good one. one. Um, If I'm feeling really adventurous, I'll I'll, I'll go a Crunchwrap Supreme. That was my thing. That was my thing in college. Was the Crunchwrap Supreme? I always went for that. I was a Chalupa kind of guy. Crunchy 
taco supreme. Ooh, yeah, that okay. that and the chicken soft taco supreme. I used to do Mexican pizzas, but I don't know. I sort of that was like myself out like a that. special occasion. Sure. That was I usually like, I do. Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, I, I was like that. That it's, it's like buying an ice cream cake. Uh, oh, <laughs> yeah. I was gonna say when I yes, when a I, pizza made of beans is an exactly <laughs> like an ice cream cake. <laughs> when they have those, I usually savory. do a bang bang with KFC because they're in the same yeah. establishment. Oh yeah, yeah. the one on Kings Highway. Yeah, since uh, since there's been a proliferation of Popeyes in New York, I've stopped. KFCing, I cannot do KFC. Mm. I don't know, man. Because it's like if I'm having this, if I'm having fast food fried chicken, why would I waste this shitty meal, <laughs> like all these calories I'm ingesting on a KFC? I could just have Popeyes. I am gonna say blasphemy, but I'm like kind of over Popeyes, man. I used to love it too. I would, mm. that was the biggest Popeyes. I just hate man. KFC. That's there's, what it is. There's a I lot of hot that. takes flying around here right yeah. now. Yeah. I've never had KFC and felt good about it afterwards. Yeah. It's not even because it makes my stomach upset, just because it's not that good. The I've chicken never, is like, just like rubbery. Yeah. The boneless honey barbecue wings, I don't know if they still have those. Those were pretty good. But otherwise, yeah. like oh. the fries are horrible. What was the sandwich made of chicken? Double down? Was yeah. that it? Is that what it was? Yeah, I've never yeah. had that with yeah. the bacon. I had, I that, had once. that once. When me and Rob lived together, I had that. It was yeah. horrendous. I watched yeah. Sid do it. I'm like, yeah, I don't need to. No, <laughs> I mean, I it wasn't to. like, it didn't make me sick. But yeah. it was just the like, idea makes is, you yeah. sick. It's uh, the bun adds something to it. I feel like that's, that's yeah, it's missing yeah. from the yeah. double down. No. Oh, it's another not- good uh, Taco Bell menu item that I do get sometimes is the seven layer burrito. Yes, that's actually yeah, yeah, yeah. I completely oh, forgot yeah, about that. Yeah, that yeah. is quite good. It's dip wrapped in a tortilla. It's Basically, great. yeah. That's, that's so good. Ugh. And you know, since we're talking about all these farts, I do have this one <laughs> clip I wanted. We were to talking play. about all these farts. We we're talking Wait, about all uh, these places that, that cause make you farts. farts. <laughs> Thank you. My Things brain. That make you go. Was, that was my thought, and then you said it. Wow, that was extreme. Well, I want to play this clip from the Andre the Giant documentary. Yes, uh, that was on coming. HBO. So fucking and good. really the so best. Good, like this part when I was watching this documentary, which is a really really good. like a lot of people that listen to the show are like, oh, I want to get into wrestling. Where what should I do? If you have HBO, this is a great like window into what wrestling is or was. Yeah. Uh, but honestly, you don't even times. have to be a fan to it. You, yeah, you it's absolutely so don't good. have to really be a fan. Dumb. You will follow along. It's entertaining. You might even choke up a little at the end because it gets a little gets a little deep in there. But here's the most live casty moment <laughs> of the of the whole doc. Andre just loved to laugh. He just loved that. Andre so enjoyed flatulence. When he passed gas, it was it was an event. Flatulence. That was his trademark. And he had a real knack for lifting his left leg. I would see him go into the launch position, and I'd say, oh my God, here it comes. You've never heard anything like it. It sounded like, you know, like a deep roar, kind of like that. It would rumble. This is Hulk Hogan. The sound of, of Andre taking a fart. <laughs> well, Take they were loud. Big man, big fart. <laughs> yes! Love to the quote of the entire documentary. And cut one of those long 30 second farts. <laughs> it sounded like skin was flapping together. <laughs> I remember every once in a while we'd charter a plane, but to see the pilots, you know, almost like somebody gets smoke in their eyes. I'm like, you're going to wreck the plane, Andre. You can't fart like that in your pants. And the pilots would be, GD this, F that. God, never, never on this that plane. That he censors. Because of his, I was just gonna say the same thing. 
<laughs> now he can't say anything. Can't say goddamn, brother. <laughs> F this, GD that. N-word. Oh, oh. Whoops. How many takes do you think they had to do before he got that out without saying one N-word? Oh. Can you cut that, brother? <laughs> Uh, funny. No, don't cut it like that, brother. <laughs> so apparently, the rumor coming out of the documentary is that the editors had to edit around the fact that Vince McMahon and Hulk Hogan completely contradicted each other, mm-hmm. telling the same stories. Really? Huh. Like they, As multiple times? Yeah, yeah. They said like wow. talking about like uh, the event with Andre, uh-huh. uh, WrestleMania three, and yeah. you know Hulk has his. I want to say exaggerated version of the right. story. Like, in the, it's I rolled in there with Metallica, my boys, dude. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the thing that uh, Hulk keeps perpetuating is that they didn't know what the finish of the match was going to be going into the match, which right. is, the if you followed wrestling back then, complete bull. Like, Darren, you were of solid, you know, like you were you were yeah. old enough. I was about to, 12. What year was it? 85? Yeah. Uh, you were seven? I would say you were, yeah, 13. 13. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so like you knew that Hogan was going to win. Of course, that like there was no question. Like, I had a, all right. I grew up like all right. I went to the MS. I went to the show when Hulk Hogan beat the Iron Sheik, mm-hmm. and that was my like that. And like a little bit before that was like my entry into wrestling, and that's when I was like naive about it and stuff, and like major Hulk Hogan fan. Like by the time I was in junior high, I was already like over Hulk Hogan. It was like not that I hated him, but it was like. Uh, no, it's the same, same guy. It's the same guy. Like, let's give it to somebody else. And I really wanted to see Randy Savage be the world champion. So by the time he by the time he fought in WrestleMania three, I was already like, he's gonna win. He's gonna win. Like, no doubt about it. He's definitely gonna win. And of yeah. course, he won. Like, there was no, nobody in that arena doubted that he was gonna win. Right. So for him to say like, I didn't know if I was gonna win or if Andre was gonna let me win, it was like. Yeah. Out of here! Get out of here! Oh, is that what he really said? Yeah. Can I defend for just a second? Sure. Just let me. De- so uh, there is something to be said though about the, the mid to late '80s in professional wrestling. Yeah. A lot, and they kind of touched on this in the documentary a little bit. A lot of these matches were called in the ring. They didn't, you know, they didn't talk about them beforehand. They maybe knew what the finish was, and then how they got there was totally up to them. And some guys were really good at calling matches. Other people were really bad at calling matches. That's what made Steamboat Savage, which was on the same event, so unique because they actually practiced and planned out that match for three months before it happened. Mm -hmm. So the thing that's kind of unbelievable to me about this whole thing is that Hogan actually wrote out on a legal pad every move and everything that was going to happen in this match for Andre to follow along. I, that's yeah, the part I that's don't believe. What, that, I can yeah. understand him maybe not knowing the finish until so, until the ref said into his ear, "Okay, you're you're pinning him here" or something yeah. like that. I could maybe understand that, but I do kind of agree with you guys that the whole reason that you turn Andre heel is to have the big moment with Hogan winning yeah, at right. the end, yeah. because Andre was a babyface his entire career. Right, exactly. Shocking. Yeah. And I agree with what you were saying with the whole because that never. Nobody ever said anything like that. You know, Hogan wrote out the whole match on a legal pad and wrote right. his document. And some people even were tweeting at Meltzer I saw today or the yeah. last couple of days going, do you think that that is bullshit? Like, yeah, like yeah. did they doctor up that whole, you know, that they were showing the legal pad? And then right, like, it didn't that- look aged right. in the legal pad. It looked pretty in pretty good condition. Yeah. But Better than Hulk Hogan. Also, what's crazy... T- <laughs> Uh, what's crazy Quiet down too there, brother. Is, <laughs> is that Macho Man match was like kind of criticized and like, oh, it's a great match, but they wrote it. All, they didn't call it in the ring. They had to write it all out. Sure they have footage of him and like before he died saying this stuff, or is this like people saying 
talking about it right now. Oh, just like the general criticism of like, oh, it's like an asterisk on like it being like a great match. Yeah, because it's like widely considered to be one of the greatest matches of all time because it was the first of that kind of match where it was like a long kind of like very physical, very like move, 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 move kind of match. But the big criticism by a lot of the old guys was is that, well, you know, if you give me to three three months to plan out a match, I could probably do that match. Uh-huh. So, like, that's kind of the thing. But then my whole thing is to that, well, like, okay, well, then why don't you? Yeah, like, who's like, stopping like, you? stopping you from yeah. having yeah. Steamboat yeah. Savage? You know uh, what I mean? Uh, okay. b- but, like, so for that... Good point. The The cocaine. Sorry, Jim Brunzel. But to go from that to, like, then hoping you're like, oh, yeah, I wrote I wrote out the whole match was kind of yeah. kind of weird. That was weird, but at the same well, time, it was cool in the documentary to hear Hogan explain the match process and sure. explain like why a, a, a heel gets heat and all this stuff. And Lawler too was really good with that. Yeah, it was fun. <laughs> Wrestling's predetermined, brother. In case you didn't know. Uh, and but yeah, the farts part was pretty great. The whole thing was just so fantastic. Friggin' Rob Reiner and Billy Crystal telling Andre the Giant stories like they got everyone is crazy. Mm-hmm. Robin Wright Penn was in it. Like yes, they had everybody yeah. in it. Well, just Robin Wright now. She oh, was yeah, just yeah. thrilled I'm to sorry, sorry. be She's... talking about something other than Kevin Spacey. Probably. It's <laughs> like, yeah, whatever you need, guys. <laughs> Please. <laughs> uh, all right. Let's see. Let's see. We got uh, some more stuff here. Wait. Cajun? What the fuck was that? Most of all, yeah. <laughs> it's all that Popeyes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <gasps> um, uh, we got a little more metal talk here. Yeah. Yeah. What's wrong with you? Well, speaking of liars, I wanted to bring up this little Donald Trump anecdote. Uh, uh, from the past. We don't have to get into the politics. Okay. But... If you remember, uh, a lot of you don't, but one of the first big moments of publicity Donald Trump had was on the cover of the New York Post, which is the New York like tabloid newspaper, newspaper slash news. Uh, right leaning, owned by the Fox. I wouldn't say right leaning. I think they're flat on their face on the floor leaning. Yeah. Well, anyway, so the, the. I don't know if they were owned by Rupert Murdoch then. Okay. Were they? I, don't, I don't know. But the cover was like Marla boasts to pals about Donald Trump. Best sex I've ever had. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's an anecdote that's going around now that uh, he was in the editor's, uh, editor of the New York Post's office and. He goes like, "I want a front page story tomorrow," and and then the editor's like, well, "Donald, you, the reason why he wanted the front page story was because of those bitches, which was like his ex wives or something like that, made the front page of a newspaper." Oh, I see. I see. Yeah. Thank you for that context. I missed yeah. that part. I read the rest of the article. Uh, oh wow! Wow. <laughs> All right. Excuse me. <laughs> Uh, and he goes, Donald, you just don't demand the front page story. I don't know why this guy sounds like Ivana, but yeah, that's, that's... <laughs> sound that's more Jewy. I, I feel like it's Donald. Like a... <laughs> uh, and so Trump responds, "For all the newspapers I've sold for you, you should give me one." And the, obviously, that's not how it works. And then Donald asks, "What gets a front page story?" And then the response is, "It's usually murder, money, or sex." And Donald fired back. Marla says, with me, it's the best sex she's ever had. And then the post guy is like, that's great, but I need to I need to have a corroboration. And then Trump uh, 
yell because this is a phone conversation. He's like, here's a VHS. He goes, <sighs> Marla yelling, yelling into the background. Didn't you say it's the best sex you've ever had with me? And then from a distance, we heard a faint voice. Yes, Donald. <laughs> Uh, only years later did we learn that Trump sometimes impersonated voices to reporters. This is Marla. But Best also, sex ever. But also, like, every girlfriend says that to every new boyfriend. So she uh, for totally You're probably... Calling Marla Maples Trump a liar? Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm sure every woman who's ever said something complimentary about fucking Donald Trump was lying. Just the idea of, like... <laughs> Donald Trump going, hey, random person, didn't you say I'm so great? And then pulling the phone away from him. Yes, you're so great. <laughs> like yeah. doing a voice. Yeah. Like, yes, Donald is the best. Well, uh, t- Mr. Trump, that just sounds like you doing a voice. No, that's ridiculous. That's ri- He would never do something like that. Okay. Guess we'll print it. <laughs> Uh, Pat Robbins, Pat Robertson said he's feels he's being dominated by homosexuals. That's good for him. It's to come out late in life. Isn't there's it? no yeah. doubt there's been a, a, oh. a leftward bias in the media. Good grief. Good grief. Everyone. Good grief. Every rats. Go. This is like a Charlie Brown themed show. <laughs> mm-hmm. Editorial board. Every reporting uh, department. Uh, tends so strongly toward a leftist bi- bias in politics, yeah. and of course the schools are just famous uh, quarterback. Oh my God, what a reference! Of course the schools are just appalling. What's happening? I mean, I went Evolution. to Evolution. Dear me, that place is They're actually so teaching science. It's unreal, and uh, who knows? It, it used to be. You know, Timothy Dwight, people like that were great men of faith. The, the, the wide receiver, Princeton Tim Dwight? Yale Who is Timothy Dwight? I have no idea. Set up as a trading ground Somebody for ministers. Long, long way back in the history. No oh longer. God, this guy's from like so the 1800s. What are you going to do? Terry, I'm, I'm, I'm reading. Uh, Kevin Sorborg brought me some scripts. <laughs> so I, I just finished <laughs> Hold reading Hold on. So do you, every, first of all, everyone knows who Kevin Sorborg is. He played Hercules. Hercules. He's an actor. Yeah. He does um, all these Christian mm-hmm. mo- melodrama movies. Like he does, you know. He uh, And he always plays the shitty, evil, like, professor who wants to... Like bring evolution. Christopher Hitchens. The, yeah, but he's like he also is the executive producer. Yeah, yeah. So funny. If you ever get a chance to see one of those, I've seen like select clips. I think um, the opposition with Jordan Klepper did a whole segment oh. goofing on it. I saw one the other day, not with Kevin Sorbo, but it happened to be my wife watches the Lifetime movie. My wife all the time. Uh, yeah, he does that. <laughs> he caught our guest off guard. Yeah. Wow. Well, I was not expecting he just it's the combination that. of that and Bruno just farted, so oh, there's yeah. a lot going on. Uh, which is worse? Wait, it... Which is worse? Oh, it's the... man. Yeah. Bruno. Well, yeah, Bruno. Good job. <laughs> so. Let's go, Bruno. <sighs> anyway, Mouth. she uh, she watches the Lifetime Movie Network all the mm. time. So it happened to be on, and she turned the TV off. I come by, turn the TV on, and this movie's on, and it's with Greg Kinnear. Oh, no. And it's called, I don't know why this was on Lifetime. It was like one of those Christian, uh, you know, movie studio productions. And it was called Heaven is for Real. Oh, boy. And it was Greg Kinnear was like a minister. And his kid, like, doesn't die, but his kid has some kind of, like, life-saving procedure in the hospital. Floats out of his body. 
sees like the sees the like Greg Kinnear and his wife panicking on on the phone talking to relatives whatever the goes to heaven meets Jesus sits on Jesus's lap and then Jesus says it's not your time yet go back to earth and he comes back into his body he said wait there's a scene where he's sitting on Jesus's lap he I don't Jesus no he no he it? says he sat on Jesus you see him oh. walking with Jesus with it, and then he's he's like you know he meets all these he meets the, the great Kinnear's grandfather in heaven and all this stuff so t- basically the story is he knows all this stuff that he has no way he could mm. possibly know like he he t- said what his parents were doing while he was being operated on he saw Greg Kinnear's grandfather and identified him in a photo or whatever. And it's like, Greg Kinnear is a minister, but he can't believe that heaven's a real place. He's like, wait, all this bullshit I've been saying yeah. is actually true? <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Hold on, kid. Hold on a second. <laughs> Stop fucking those choir boys. But it was so fucking funny. Like, I, 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 non- I was like legitimately enjoying it in a so bad it's a good way. It's so funny. I was saying, we should do this as a commentary. The next oh, my time God. Yeah. Heaven is for real. Bonus it's called episode. Is this like recent? Because uh, I thought Greg Kinnear still like worked sort of regularly, like in mainstream. Stuff, I would say no? it's from early this decade, probably huh. like tens, okay. like twelve, maybe. I just saw him. I think he was in Kyle Mooney's movie Brigsby Bear. He played a cop. Really? I think so. So he still gets like mainstream-ish work. How old is he? I've never heard of that movie. It came out a year or two ago. It's Kyle yeah. Mooney from SNL. It was mm-hmm. all right. Um, I don't know. Was he like fifty? That one I think will make a I pretty bet he's good a movie. Older than that by now. Sorry. Good. I'm gonna talk to Kevin see what he thinks. I just we got to make some more movies. I mean, he's done a great job, but we need more. There are people out there who are, yeah, entering the arena and making their voice heard. We just had a guest last week, the Unholy Trinity, that had mm-hmm. a lot to say about what? culture and what's happening, well, and we, we need to we make have to get Russian. Speaking of Prague. After all. When you get right down to it, Christians still are the overwhelming majority majority in this country. And, so you no know, one else can ever do anything hmm. that they want to do that we don't like. Given the ground to a small minority, you figure lesbians, 1% of the population, homosexuals, 2% of the population. That's all. That's statistically all. That's but they risky. have dominated, that's dominated. L-E-S-B-A-N, that's lesbians. <laughs> The uh, media, they've dominated the, the cultural uh, shift, and uh, they, they have infiltrated the major universities. It's just unbelievable what's being done. So um, a tiny, tiny minority makes a huge difference. So the minority, the majority, is time it wakes up. Wake up, white people. That's basically what that was. Yep. What an old, decrepit decaying, what a terrible person. irrelevant yeah. fucking corpse, rotting corpse he is. He can barely move. Like, just, all right, all right, just aside from all the <laughs> odious, repellent things he's saying, forget that. Throw that out the window. Just look at him. He just disg- He's like an old, decaying viper. Like, just a dis- sits with that body posture like he has scoliosis. He's just an ugly human being. By the way, a very quick Google search to the Gallup poll will show you that 23% of Americans are gay or lesbian. Ah. So he's way off on that. Wow. One or two percent. So even (laughs) so, if it was one or two percent, does that mean they don't deserve respect? Like what? Yeah. Is that, I'm not, obviously not being, but that sounds like, I've never heard it that high that it was 23%. Is that true? Yeah, I think think recently it was even up to like one in 10 or something like that. Well, one in 10 would be 10%. Yeah. 
see. I always thought it was ten percent. Yeah, that's, I thought it was ten percent. That's great. If you know, maybe more people are ad- admitting to it because we have a, a better, more open society now. Uh, that could so we'll see. This one says the American public estimates, on average, that twenty-three percent of Americans are gay or uh, lesbian. But this says that as high as four percent of Americans are LGBT. The four now sounds low to me. I don't know. Yeah, it's probably in it's between. Probably those somewhere two. in the middle. We'll but still, if there aren't a lot of you, you're automatically wrong. Right. Yeah. Like, less than 1% of the population is trans, but that doesn't mean we should walk around, like, you know, fucking abusing trans people, which is basically what he's suggesting. Like, yeah. He just wants them to <coughs> have fewer movies. So what? what is the logic there? Like, all right, so, okay, there are very few gay people. Let's just accept, for the sake of argument, mm-hmm. there's 1% of gay people. So they can't be in a movie? There can't be it's a gay character so many in a movie. Well, like, yeah, there, yeah, there should be less of them. There so, should, and he's saying there should be more Kevin Sorbo movies. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's never going to happen. It's less work for Kevin Sorbo if a gay person takes it. But so should we, like, accommodate him? Would he Would he be willing to compromise and say gays are allowed in 1% to 2% of movies? Would no. that be okay? No. Why not? But that's then it, Then it's now com- but wait, uh, proportional how, to the population. How many gays per those movies... All right, one percent of we've each got to really like one <laughs> percent of the oh, cast and crew. All right, hold on. Let's ask Pat. Get him on the line. <laughs> if we had took every movie and yeah. put a gay person in one percent of it, <laughs> wait, would he be wait, okay wait, with wait. that? So they're on the screen for one percent of the runtime. Yes, or they're, they're like a waiter. Or something. Okay, but what about like the hair and makeup department, wardrobe? That's irrelevant. He doesn't care. You have to see them. He okay. doesn't care. As long as they don't tell nobody. Right. <laughs> See, I think a person like Pat Robertson would assume everybody in Hollywood is gay, so you might True. that's a lost battle. Yeah, I guess. But he doesn't want his kids singing it. There's green. We need kids. that earnest reboot. <laughs> yeah, so is it actual is it actual gay people working or being in the movies or is it gay subject matter? Like what is uh, the most offensive part to him? Uh, it's God probably all the same to him. I Most think, movies yeah. are probably I, like the gay agenda, whether they actually That's what are I mean. Or, uh, like he probably doesn't want people of his congregation yeah. le- learning about what gay is yeah. first you're watching will and grace and then you're docking and sucking 12 inch cocks <laughs> i know from experience <laughs> the 90s were a crazy time for everyone yeah pat it's okay talk to us <laughs> no i don't want to talk to us we may be able to talk some sense into him we've done wonders on this show we've taught people about judaism and mezuzahs. I think Pat Robertson listens to podcasts. No, I'm just saying we need a way to get in his ear. We have to, someone <laughs> needs to give him this podcast. Next time he has an ear infection, we can be like one of the doctors. Yeah, we'll get just right in there. substitute ourselves for Greg, who works as an ear doctor. Okay. Oh, that's right. But that's not that kind. He doesn't deal with like infections. Well, I'm sure that you He's know, just like hearing and he stuff. Needs to get Greg Weeks. No, Greg for yeah. Greg, uh, our friend Greg. Oh, He's been on our the friend show. Greg that only we know. He's been on the show. <laughs> that's great. Great. It's a deep cut. It's a huge. Yeah, it's from like episode. It's a huge deep cut. He's been yeah. in our metal Moscow huge. Metal Minute sketches too. Yeah, well, one true. of them. He was great in that. What did he play? Uh, Dirtbag Demon. Oh, yeah. Vicious Vova. Yeah. Vicious Vova. Check that out on MetalInjection.net. Uh, so we do have one piece of uh, of hate mail. Mm-hmm. You can uh, you can you can contact us if you don't listen live and want to be a part of the show. You can email hate mail at metalinjection.net. You could also leave a voicemail on the Speakpipe widget, or uh, you know record yourself on your phone and email hate mail with your audio memo. If you're very technologically savvy, you could also join our Discord chat. 
which is up all week on the on the site and on the Discord app, or tweet us at MI Livecast, or check us out on Facebook, facebook.com slash Metal Injection Livecast. Homeless Vegan here, longtime listener, lifetime misanthropist. I work nights, so I can't. It's misanthropist, Rob. Misanthropist. <laughs> Necrophagist. That's, yeah. I work nights, so I can never listen live, let alone call in, though I wish I had last week. I have to write this email to ask the question, is metal media too left for black metal? <laughs> wait, wait, hold on. Is he kidding? No. I uh, think it's the other way around. Like, black metal is too right for normal people. Wouldn't that be more accurate? Well, are normal people metal would be the follow-up question. Well, yeah, black metal is too a lot of things for normal people. Yes, that's yeah. true. <laughs> Fair point. Uh, given the insane history in the Norwegian black metal scene during the 90s, are you really surprised with the ideology of some of these individuals? No. No. Furthermore, what does one man's ideology have anything to do with the musical output of a group of people if that output isn't projecting anything close to said ideology? What? Uh, I don't, can you repeat that? That was like a word salad. What does one man's <laughs> ideology uh-huh. have anything to do with the musical output of a group of people if that output isn't projecting anything close to said ideology? He's saying, like, what does one person's beliefs in the band have to do with the whole band's output if the band isn't even projecting these viewpoints? Uh, well, because... Uh, I don't know. He, there's a lot of word salads here. I've heard you discuss the fact that it seems okay to walk around stage with inverted crosses and piss on Bibles, mm-hmm. but as soon as it's any other fate, it becomes taboo. I can't help but think to myself, extreme metal guy is extreme shocker. Uh, I don't... Well, an upside-down Muggin' David is a Muggin' David. That's true. You, you have walk to... around with upside-down stars of David. Yeah. You'd have to tilt it like 35 degrees before yeah. it looks different from what it is. <laughs> Uh no, I think that pissing on a Bible would be the same as pissing on a mug and David or whatever. Yeah, pissing on a Torah. I wouldn't have a problem with pissing on a Torah. What I have a problem with is when they they openly like embrace anti-Semitism against Jewish people. Right, right. Most of the religion. Yeah, I don't give a shit if you you could. I I make fun of Judaism all the time, and I'm Jewish. I think it's mm-hmm. I think with the, just by virtue of being a religion, it's uh, stupid. So. That's a, I think he's mixing up the symbolism with actual hate speech towards people. And now he's talking about Isan of Emperor. Okay. Uh, there's it, a lot of It looks like here. a whole... Oh, my God. Yeah, there's How a lot of like a whole essay. Thing. Can you just get to, like, the last paragraph? TLDR. Okay. <laughs> Is Marilyn Manson probably a Nazi for his state show back in the day? No. Yes. Are Pink Floyd? Oh, sorry, sorry, no, no. Are Pink Floyd probably Nazis for their imagery used in the wall? No, no. They're, what? That's satirizing Nazis in the wall. What are you talking about? Should we rewrite history to backtrack any slight hint to fascism just to label and gawk? No. How do how do you get Pink Floyd being Nazis in the wall? Well, then the, the, this whole paragraph that we sp- skipped over is about all the black metal bands being called out uh, about. All their dumb shit that they're doing. Now, I didn't. I obviously wasn't here, and I, I didn't hear last week. But is, is this referring to the Watain stuff? Is that what this came from? The Watain, yeah. uh, and then also the guy from Take uh-huh. uh, with the swastika on his chest, and the uh, stuff with Marduk allegedly buying uh, merch merge from uh, an active nationalist socialist group. So, like propaganda, sure. active propaganda, not like historical. Artifacts. Not kitschy Nazi stuff. Not kitschy stuff. 
Uh, so all this stuff. And, and so he's Nazi saying, like, why is this not okay? <laughs> but then Marilyn Manson doing a staged rally meant to mimic a Nazi rally. Okay. Because he's not promoting Nazism. he's mimicking. Yeah, because it's satire. Whereas these people are not doing satire. Uh, anyway, there seems to be this and also whole plenty of people protesting Marilyn Manson. There seems to be this. So I, what, what I just want to say from I'm not going to read the rest because it's just it goes on. Uh, it's weird to me that like Metal Sucks writes a story about the guy in Watane sick hiling a few times. And some some metalheads, a, a section of metalheads are like, what the fuck is Metal Sucks problem? Why are they trying to give metal a bad name? <laughs> Like, like they're blaming Metal Sucks for reporting on the guy giving this a call. This is basically what the singer of Watane says. Like, stitches what is get stitches. And it's like, no, why is the guy from Watane sick hiling on fucking stage? Like, why yeah. is that not the question? Can't stop himself. That's like the weird, weird thing about some of this backlash. Like he did it bit- proactively knowing a Jew blogger would rat him out. <laughs> So like, yeah. I know a Jew is going to do something to me, so I'm going to proactively see Kyle to piss off that Jew that will then get pissed off by my see Kyle. And by the way, Metal Sucks is just a, a site that reports metal news, yeah. correct? So if they were not reporting on that, they would not be, A, doing their job, because yeah. that's what they're supposed yeah, to do. It's not like they're going out there just saying, you know what, this is going to give metal, metal a bad name. I, we should probably leave this off the site. No, they're going to report about it, because right. that's what, something happening to... Watain is a very prominent metal, metal Yeah, we wrote about it, too. Yeah. It's news. And also, the guy got dumped from the band. Uh, although, and also, I mean, like, it's not like Metal Sucks sent one of their reporters to Europe to be at the show to report on anything that might happen. Like, other people were clearly talking about it, right? Yeah. Right. They yeah. didn't discover it firsthand. It's, yeah. Yeah. Someone must have taken a knife on video. Something. Yeah, there was multiple videos. It's not like Axel Rosenberg is just sitting on YouTube 24 hours a day scanning every metal video to see if there's anything offensive that happens. <laughs> well, you don't know. Or is he? Oh, dude, Rob, you might know. Does he do that? We could call him and ask. He might. Well, he might not right pick now. up because he's watching YouTube videos. <laughs> <laughs> that time of night. There's some YouTube videos. <laughs> Nobody needs a nap. We all need a nap. I do. Um, yeah, no, go ahead. I was going to ask if we have any voicemails. Uh, we do not have any voicemails. Oh. That was it. Bunch that of was it. Well, I wanted Snacking. to bring up the live caster of the week. Oh. It's basically oh, yeah. what we do is like we ask people to take a picture wearing our merch, like our t-shirts and stuff. So one guy took a picture wearing a jujitsu shirt, which Rob is wearing tonight, which is like my shirt. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, one of the questions was, which, like, what kind of choke would you put all the live cast members in? And he said that you would put me in a north-south choke. Which is like, what a pervert. (laughs) I thought it was so clever. Because north-south is basically like a 69 position. That's what would have been my guess as to what that is. (laughs) All right. That makes sense. (laughs) It's a 69 position, but the his face, if he was on top of you, would be like in your boobs. Yeah, and I would be choking to death. <laughs> yeah. So, good call. Yeah. Why don't you uh, just demonstrate? Demonstrate on uh, on Rob right now. There's, like, no room. Someone suggested that I do jujitsu moves on Rob for my birthday. Like, for every caller. Yeah, that was But me. there's, like, no room for it. Aw. Somebody. Metal injection <laughs> jujitsu after dark. <laughs> 
Uh, and we, our first featured live caster, we should mention, is Aki. Oh, yes, yes. Aki, because he's a little he's upset. He's a little butthurt that we oh, didn't mention. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> we, were never gonna, we never said we were going to talk about it on the show. I know, but now that we talked about this other guy, yeah. we should. It's only fair. We don't want to be rude. Yes, we do. Okay. Well, fuck you, Aki. Is that rude enough? Where where was this guy from? What was his name? Jono? Jono, yeah. Or maybe it's Yano. Yono. <laughs> Yono. J O N O. Yono. I don't know. Where is he from? Yono. Uh from London. I don't know. <laughs> is he the one who called last week? No, it's a different name. I don't but know. That guy was also a jujitsu guy from London, like, right? Guys. Why are you making a weird face at me, Rob? <laughs> I don't know. Like I said something that I wasn't <laughs> supposed to? No. I don't know. Or did you? What's going on? Usually I know when I say something. I'm, I'm confused. <clears throat> also, I just want to mention Babka, my dog, doing great. Oh, Still right. loves sunflower seeds. Hates me slightly less, so it's pretty great. <laughs> Things are finally happening. <laughs> Good progress. All right, we're going to wrap things up. And we should also mention next week we're doing the show on Sunday. Yes, that's true. There will be no show next Thursday. You're going to have to wait a few more days. It's on Noah's birthday. And then we're going to do Noah's birthday show on Noah's birthday. Oh, we'll do a north-south on Rob. Every time time someone calls into a show. Yeah, so Sunday, April 22nd, 4 p.m. Eastern, is when we're going to be doing the next episode. It'll be archived, of course. And if you're on Stitcher, I think I figured out the the problem with the Stitcher. So don't worry about that. You could now listen on Stitcher again. There seems to be some sort of problems with our Spotify podcasting. We're working on that. iTunes works great. You could always hear us on iTunes. And, of course, on the website, mentalinjection.net slash livecast. That's also where you can go to pick up some merch. Some livecast merch. Uh, all of us have merch. And it's great. It's wonderful. It's lovely. And lovely is one of our listeners. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, we're going to get out of here. Alex, thank you so much yes. for hanging out with us. Thanks for having me, guys. You were, you were a, a wonderful guest. Awesome. And yes. how can people uh, tweet at you? Oh, yes. Uh, at AlexMets underscore. You can find me on Twitter. Uh, and if you want to listen to Busted Open Radio, if you're a metal fan, uh, Monday, th- Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Rush, Channel 93. We got Dave LaGreca. Brother of Don LaGreca for you New Yorkers. Uh, we got Mark Henry. We got Bully Ray. Sometimes we have Tommy Dreamer, and it's a it's a good it's a good time. It's a yeah. fun chit chat. Yeah. yeah, about the pro. Rob wrestles. was on the show. Rob was on the show. He was great. Rob had Bully on his podcast, which was mm-hmm. cool. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I had, really had Bully on Sports Like but... incestual uh, connections here. Oh my goodness, yeah, we're north southing to... everywhere. <laughs> 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 All right, well, that's gonna wrap things up for us. Thank you, as always, for for tuning in. Next Sunday is when we're going to be back. And uh, until then, we shall say goodbye. And Goodbye. 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 <laughs> and let's, let, 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 let's end with this. JR Jim Ross, WWE Hall of Famer, by the way. You're listening to the Metal Injection Livecast. You got that right. Metal Injection Livecast. And folks, you know, this is a sovereign art. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome.